This episode of the Rooster Teeth Podcast is brought to you by Hulu Plus. Hulu Plus lets you binge on thousands of hit shows anytime, anywhere, on your TV, PC, smartphone, or tablet. Support this podcast and get an extended free trial of Hulu Plus when you go to HuluPlus.com slash Rooster Teeth. That's HuluPlus.com slash Rooster Teeth. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to Audible.com slash Rooster Teeth. Audible.com slash Rooster Teeth. Time. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the Rooster Teeth Podcast. This Roast. week, on this celebrating the color green. I've got no mic anywhere near got me. no mic anywhere <laughs> the near The mic you. was like all the way over here. <laughs> I'm talking to the camera. It's your first time. So happy. You, you haven't been on the podcast very many times. We didn't do the introductions, no. Gus. Oh, Took my Gus. time off. Oop. Gavin. Jack. Little Gavi. Hi, I'm, I'm Bernie, <laughs> joining at the end. Nobody was on camera for their own introduction except for me this time. Gus. That's rare. That's rare. <laughs> usually, usually during the introduction, it's like predictive. A, a little bit. I have like a second where it's like because she wants to get back for the Gus joke, so it's like I get and I'm bur- and it's got away the Gus. <laughs> uh, it leads you a little bit. You should just get a picture of your face and hold it up himself. I should just do that like flashcards of yeah. everyone who's on the podcast that week. <laughs> your close up is really close up this week. Let me see who's, who's close good. up. It's disturbing. It's me. It's, it's Let me Gus. see Gus. Nice. Let me see him. Look yeah. at that. Oh, head. Look at that yeah, handsome nice. handsome handsome man. I got a lot going on. <laughs> Not all good. See, because of HD, bad. your head there is probably what old TV used to look like. Like standard def, your whole face. What? Do you not know what I'm saying? He's saying, saying my, 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 my head is 640 by 480. In yeah, that frame of HD, okay. yeah. your head would be the standard I thought size. you were trying to make a joke about me looking ugly inside of a more crisp frame. I would never say you're ugly, guys. So right before we came on, Bernie was showing us a video that was, <laughs> ma- that was making everybody <laughs> laugh. And uh, Jack hypothesized about it, and I just fucking drooled Gus all drooled over myself. <laughs> Does anyone else have this problem? I have a problem where I feel like I generate too much saliva. Yeah, we have a problem that you generate too much saliva as well. And I just well. drool. Like, sometimes I'll be like, oh, there I go. Do there you think I never have enough. that you spit when you talk? Yes, absolutely. You do? Yeah. It's a, it's a fear that you have? I uh, also it's have, not a fear, but I'm just aware it of it. It happens. Like, if you're talking too close to someone because you're socially anxious... Do you feel like your breath stinks, or do you feel like you're you're spitting at them when you're talking? Uh, more than breath stinking, I'd be concerned about spitting. But normally, it just dribbles out like drool. I was with you, Gavin, somewhere recently where you did the, you were at a massive like, and you called it out yourself. Like you were you talking to somebody, someone? and a massive amount of spit came out. Yeah, of your mouth. Well, the graph is is a very straight forty five degree line between amount of booze had. An amount of saliva that comes spewing out when you talk. I'll yeah, so if I'm baffed up, I'm going to be gobbing on you. I'm sorry. Gobbing. Yeah, is that true? That's yeah. a problem you have as you get more drunk. What do you mean? You get enthusiastic. You get. Does anyone ever freak out like when you accidentally spit a little? It's like, oh shit, sorry. Yeah. It's like, no, it's like, oh my god, what? Like, you, it I, I think it's, maybe it's that when I'm drunk, I tell more stories with the letter P in them. <laughs> you like, as really? you get drunk, you yeah. rely on that one letter more and more. Yeah. Like your brain turns the dial over. Oh, I'm smaller in my frame now. Oh, boo! <laughs> we should just get you a pop. Now you're like a game boy. <laughs> I like the idea that when, when Gavin gets more hammered, he's like, "Well, I got to bust out my Perth material now." <laughs> I, this is when I can really get that properly. <laughs> <laughs> got to go to the bank. You get proper knackered. Is there a, a term for uh, being drunken British that uh, with the letter P? Plastered. 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 Proper plastered. Yeah. There, there you go. go. Gavin's got quick wit. Like, if you ask me that in English, not that you didn't ask him in English, but <laughs> if you ask me that, I'd be like, uh, but, 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 I just sat here for a little bit. Quick wit and young man. Technically, I Gavin asked him in free. British. Thanks. I'm, I'm a little embarrassed <laughs> that that's what I said. Technically, in, I, we all know what you speaking meant. Speaking of, of uh, in, almost couldn't say speaking, in speaking Gavinese. of British things, Austin 
can now fly with British Airways. You can now fly directly from Austin to London. That's huge. You probably, why is that? Explain why that's a big deal, though. Because I always have to connect through some other. Because Austin's such a crappy airport. There you go. That's what it it's is. It's so Austin, tiny. You have to connect to everywhere. Usually I fly. Austin's not a crappy airport. It might not have many connections, but that doesn't make it a crappy airport. That means it's no, crappy. No, that makes it a crappy yeah. airport. I'm yeah. with It's useless. Yeah. Do you think our airport is shitty? I've been thinking about this lately. Do you think our airport is shitty because of San Antonio? Like, do we have two shitty airports because we have two kind of big cities so close to each other? I think uh, it's Houston more than San Antonio. First of all, San Antonio never gets enough credit for how big a city it is. San Antonio's they're, huge. They're an hour south of us, and they're the 10th largest city in the nation. I feel like it's our mental. airport is better than their airport, though. Am I uh, crazy? I, yeah, I, like I guess. Have, every time I've been there, it's been under construction. It seems like every airport in the world is under construction constantly. For yeah. a long time, we did not have that problem in Austin, but... Less than a year ago, it's it started. We're under construction. Yep. Fucking close yeah, yeah. in. Lot A is closed. They're building shit everywhere. Yep. Fucking awful. Well, well so- that's because I've been to the airport before. You, you Usually when you go to the airport, you have, I know exactly how long it's going to take me to get there and all that stuff. And then when you get there, it's like parking lot is full. You're like, well, okay. Yeah. Now what the fuck do I do? <laughs> yeah. It's just a nightmare. The airport's got, it's gotten really strange lately. Like, used to what you could go to the airport and be in, like, from the front to your terminal in about 30 minutes. I can totally do it. And now it's gotten to this point, well, because you have, like, the passes and shit, but now it's gotten to this thing where it's like, now you have to go and wait in line for an hour just to get through security every I, time. Austin Airport. Yeah. When was the last time you flew? Uh, I took someone to the airport and saw the line uh, about two weeks ago. You know what's something they did? Oh, like on, on Thursday, or no, Tuesday. It's all about the time you fly. It is it's 100% about the time you fly. Usually when I fly to LA, it's on a Thursday afternoon, like 8 p.m. maybe. I can be walking through the front door of the airport at my gate in five minutes. Hmm. If I've already got the boarding pass on my phone. There's a weird gross lip on these cups that traps uh, yeah. your your bevs on the inside and then shows it to you. Um, did you hear about the problem that South by Southwest had with uh, airport security where the magazines that they give everyone in their goodie bag, like South by Southwest magazine or whatever, apparently was printed weirdly or too thick or something so it couldn't be scanned by the x-ray machines? Was it the magazine or the bag? It was. The, I thought it was the magazine. Okay. Wait, either, well, yeah, either, either way. Some, some South, South by could Kimura. not be scanned by the automated x-ray machine, so they had to hand inspect every single piece of uh, carry-on baggage that had one of those in it. <laughs> Throw actually, that shit away! Yeah. Throw it away! I know, as soon as I got that, I was like, oh, great! <laughs> Trunk <laughs> Like immediately went in the When trash. someone tries to give me that I always go no I don't want that It's like well here's all your gift bag Nope Thanks though You know what was it. in it The schedule Really It's it? like I, I've got I've got this I'm fine I'm at the interactive festival Where you have an app This is literally South by Southwest interactive I'm sure the schedule you have printed Is out of date I'm sure that's the schedule That existed as it was Three weeks ago Yeah I'm sure it's been changed A <laughs> hundred times since then like, You are literally giving me something That is worthless <laughs> So many things are like that now. Like we still get like a a, a phone book. It's yeah. like, why the why the hell do we still get phone books? Like I literally they'll put it on my front porch. I'll walk it to my recycling bin and throw it away immediately. That, that was one of the mo- my most popular tweets ever. Was uh, me putting the phone book in my recycling bin, saying, "Oh sweet, the the phone books here." <laughs> yeah. You know, do you know why? Right. Why is that? So it's basically the, the print industry in general is all going through this, and the yellow pages is the yellow pages seems like it's the phone company. It's not. Yellow pages is not. The uh, and like the newspapers as well is that they base so much of their they they used to be, it used to be like a huge win win for them like a newspaper would sell all their ads based on their subscription rates but then they were also charging the subscribers to get the newspaper as well well once people started giving up on the newspaper and the phone book and things like that subscription rates fell uh, and so they were losing money on the subscriber side but then they couldn't charge as much for the ads and the placement inside the publication as well. 
So then they started to make sure like forcing it on people just to keep their subscription rates up just so they get the ad revenue side of things. Hmm. That's interesting. Even like uh, one thing I hate is the Austin American Statesman, our local paper. You have to have a subscription to read their online copy. Who just gave us, by the way, best social media company in Austin. <laughs> you couldn't but, read that article online for a few days. Yeah, yeah. You, you, had, to, you had to wait for it to become free. That's, Here's your social media advice. Make that shit free. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's frustrating because like they'll have good updates and stuff. Like I, I follow them on Twitter and it's like, oh, there'll be updates. But then it's like, oh, you have to have, pay to the, see the whole story. Like literally, I used to go to their website all the time to read the local news. The day that they rolled that out, I have not been back. Yeah. It's like, well. Fuck it. I've got other ways to, to get the news. Yeah, it's like, what's the, like if you have a subscription, what's the point of doing it online? Like, if you have it already in physical form, like, why would you want to do it online or vice versa? So, it's like the, the, the physical form is just a gateway to get you to the... Uh, to get the ads, the basically. Di- or the digital version. Um, yeah, it's, anyway. it's so stupid. So, do you think it's weird that... Cause where I was going with this story about this direct flight is that... <laughs> Bring it back around. I, uh, I'm just going on Thursday. I'm just going to England. I, just, I was on? like, I want to take that flight. So, so when, when did it go public today? Or when nah, did like last, like last Monday? A couple weeks ago. Oh, so you went Thursday. Yeah. That's cool. You're just going to hop on it and go. Yeah, I just want to see what it's like. It's like uh, nine hours, I think. Yeah. I can, I can leave at like 8 p.m. and be in London at nine on the next day. That's cool. not bad at all. Pretty awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It, it cuts like five hours off my trip. Plus, you kind of have to do it, right? Because you got to support. I want to support the flight. Exactly. I want to. Is this the first time you'll be on a 787? Yes. Is that nice. the Dreamliner? I'm jealous. Yeah. yeah. Dreamliner. Nice. You know, they. I was going to say, they, they just opened up TSA PreCheck, which is when you go to the airport, before you could qualify Crappy. for PreCheck. Pre, no, you can't do it because you're foreign. But uh, you could qualify for PreCheck uh, by filling out a form and going through an interview, and then you get PreCheck. And I loved it at the airport because I didn't take off my belt. I didn't have to take off my shoes. None of that stuff. Just like it was like I qualify for PreCheck and go. But now they've opened it up to everybody, and they literally – they just did that. Right before that plane disappeared, that oh, Malaysian yeah. airliner disappeared, hmm. and now they can't find the thing. That, that's a weird damn story. We, I mean, it's beyond weird. Yeah. That's, you were saying earlier that the theory is they've just flew too high yeah. on purpose, killed everyone, and then came back down. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things they're saying now is they went above 45,000 feet and let everyone in the cabin basically suffocate to death. Why do they have to go above 45,000 feet? Because that's where, that? I guess, above the, ox- the ceiling for the for The, the plane. oxygen, basically. Yeah. It's like, so the oxygen mask will come down. They'll use that. And then eventually deplete the oxygen mask and then just suffocate. The, the masks come down automatically if you. I, I think from the cockpit you can depressurize the cabin. Yeah. You control the pressurization of the cabin. Yeah, I don't think you would need to go above forty five thousand feet. Well, that that's that's what I've that's what I've heard is like the newest idea. I know, and I'm fucking calling it out. And then, then Jeff was saying today that <laughs> there's a uh, lot of ideas. Yeah, then they're saying today that they were flying below five thousand feet to stay under radar. Well, yes, which, yeah. I heard that as well. So it's like it did, I, climb, the- it did climb up, and then it was gone. Did you hear the other crackpot theory? What's, What's the, that? Oh, the the. What is it? Global semiconductor? Who the twenty? 20- oh, that's stupid. That's like so stupid. I'm not even gonna talk about that okay. one. <laughs> Wait, uh, the what? freescale semiconductor had twenty employees on the plane, yeah. Yeah. and that they developed a new plane cloaking technology, and they cloaked the plane and took it. Freescale semiconductor is a local company. Yeah, they're based here in Austin, right? And they had like technology that put man on the moon and all this stuff. So they're talking about all this thing, and they've worked with the government, and the military before. And why would twenty employees from one company be on one plane? Because it's a plane. That's the answer to that. Yeah. I mean, we've had we've probably had close to twenty people in one plane for yeah, a company the size of ours. We go to a convention or something. The, yeah. The, the happens, other, all, happens all the time. The other crazy theory I read, uh, which is more plausible, I'm still not saying it's likely, is that they you know they took off, they got they, they lost contact, and then they supposedly turned west. That they tailed a Singapore Airlines flight flying out in that direction, and that's why they didn't show up on radar. 
is that they were just really close to another plane. Oh. Another plane didn't notice. Right. It's like you fly up above them or below them, and there would be no turbulence going forward. Like, they would just might have some wake behind the lead airplane. Yeah. Hmm. Speaking of planes, there was some planes flying around over Austin last week for South by Southwest, and they were printing numbers in the air. Did you yeah. see that? No, no Pi Day. Yeah. They did it the yeah. day before Pi Day. The, sky the, the number for Pi. Did what? anyone ever know what that was for? I was at, I was at my pool. It was, supposed, it, was, it was supposed to be for March 14th. Which Why is Pi Day? Thirteenth, because no. it was cloudy on the fourteenth. They knew they knew it was going to be cloudy. <laughs> okay. Like no, seriously, because they're was... smart math people. What was funny though is that. <laughs> but I... why would they do it? I mean, I get it. Celebrate Pi Day. Hey, that's yeah. gonna come be, on. They be educated. Gotta, it was a play. It was a. It was five planes in formation, mm-hmm. and they would go. And they would release smoke <laughs> in like little dots. And they perfectly, it was like, it was watching like a printer head move yeah, across the sky. Because I was yeah. looking at it, I saw it, I didn't see the, the very end, I could just see them lingering. I was like, that looks like numbers. How, much, I, is that, how much does that cost? And I, and I was why saying, did they do it? They, did, they then did a hashtag, and I was like, that is the most expensive hashtag. We should absolutely hire that and just write shit like, Gavin sucks. I mean, like, like, is it illegal yeah. to, be, to be dirty in the sky like that? Like, <laughs> could, you, could you just print a load of racism? <laughs> Like, so could you we, just, we actually have the image here for people that are watching this on video. They can see it. They, like, so the plane would go from left to right. The five planes it's like a would go from spinner. left to right, and they would release dots and then print like that. That's a very controlled system of skywriting. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like some dope in a propeller plane like going up and down. So, Gavin, yeah. you want them to draw boobs in the sky? Just like a giant dick. I mean, who would, who would get arrested? I rented, I rented, a, uh, I rented a banner plane once and flew a message over a I bowl game. I remember that story, yeah. <laughs> a message over a bowl game. You well, did? Obama yeah. didn't say shit about it. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I, uh, I had a little bit of How much did that cost? That's an inside story. I want to say it was like $7,000. You blew seven grand on writing something. We were promoting the- another website. I used to have a sports website as well. A buddy of mine wanted to start a business. Oh, I know. And, yeah, and so I said, I'll, I'll, I'll do that with you. Sure, what the hell do I care? Excuse me, I have a phone call. <laughs> Phone's ringing, Bernie. It seems like a no-brainer. It seems like a good idea. I, I, I'm really curious now to know how much it costs to hire a skywriter, well, much less... Five of them. Like, and how does that work? Do they give you just like a piece of graph paper and they're like, all right, just, uh, I'm there. What do you want? You know what's scary yeah, is how, how they is pick that? up banners. Have you ever seen how they do that? Yeah. Like, they just set up a thing with like, there's a tail hook. They can't take off with a banner on the back of your plane. So they take off, then they come back around and they hook this thing from the ground. Oh, that's cool. At full speed. Kind of wow. like you and GTA basically <laughs> is what it is. Well, it's like how they get gliders to take off sometimes. If you don't want to be towed up into the air by another plane, they just hook you onto this thing that yanks you. Like on a drum thing and it like pulls the cord you go up and then it detaches and parachutes back down i wouldn't do ever do that in a million years no i've seen way too many parasailing things where the fucking dude eats it or the the, the fucking dopes my favorite of the dopes who have the kites like this and the 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 kite the big gust of wind comes and the guy just takes just off vanishes. <laughs> he's like 40 feet in the air and just busts there, you know there was, probably breaks a pelvis it's a decision to make do you hang on or do yeah, you let like, go before you get too high there was, there was a kite. video of a guy doing that like sky surfing or whatever or um para, parasurfing and he jumped a pier. It was like it was like before nope. or after a hurricane. And he literally cleared a pier. He went up and over it. It was incredible. But it could have been fake, though. I don't know. You don't know what's viral you anymore. What's know. real? We were just yeah. talking about... God yeah. damn it, dude. You're fucking lying on your phone. Wow, uh, that will affect the audio of the podcast. <laughs> you were, uh, it's affecting my fucking flow over here. I'm a master of talking. It affected Gus's um, flow. You, you were talking about fake shit. And we were watching that, that Corgi video. And then we had that discussion about, like, well, that looks fake. Is it staged? Is it not staged? Uh, we're talking about like trying to figure out yeah. if stuff is staged or not on the internet, and then we got off talking about that whole Jimmy Kimmel thing about how that's his thing now is making fake videos on the internet. Yep. Boo. So he's done two that have been what? revealed. So why are you booing? He's ruining the medium. 
I agree with you. I I, I thought I was getting to be cynical. That I, like, why is why is this guy doing these fake videos? And now it's like we're all supposed to go out there and try to spot the fake Jimmy Kimmel videos. More than anything, I feel like it's an attempt to like. Uh, how can I say? It? Uh, undermine the credibility of video on the internet. I believe. I and believe try it. to restore the credibility of yeah. broadcast media. Yeah, because you can't fake anything on so TV. So I, I thought about <laughs> hatching a plan to combat that. Actually, like let's just find the most racist, unbelievable rant by a dude in his living room, like sitting there, like just ranting into the camera, and just do our best to attribute that video to Jimmy Kimmel. Like, <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel, this is just too far. Like, you're doing this because, like, why is Jimmy Kimmel racist? I mean, you just really don't want to... You got to be real careful. There's a fine line between being associated with everything on the internet. You don't want to do that. You don't yeah. wanna, I, under, I understand he's got, like, a short-term PR value to that, but, yeah, if, if, like... That, that brings me to another thing I want to talk about, which is, is uh, in a second, somebody... Fred Phelps is dying. I want to talk a little bit about that. But I was going to bring this thing up, not with the Jimmy Kimmel thing. I was going to bring it up a couple of weeks ago because I saw... The uh, Tony Hawk, um, um, oh the hoverboard, the thing? hoverboard yeah. one with uh, what's his name, the older dude, Christopher, Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd, Christopher Lloyd. I was gonna say Chris Brown. <laughs> yeah, Christopher <laughs> Lloyd. That yeah. guy got even older than he was when we saw. Him. Dude, that guy, yeah, that guy is like on a logarithmic aging scale. But yeah, so they did this thing. Those of you who aren't familiar, uh, Back to the Future Two, they had a hoverboard in it, and we're now at the point where the future in Back to the Future Two is next year, 2015. Yeah, and so because it was uh, 30 years after 1985. Yeah. And uh, and so there was this video that was put out about a new company and a website and everything that was making these hoverboards that was in Back to the Future. And there was actually – I think we talked about the podcast before. There was an urban legend surrounding these things where a guy in a behind-the-scenes video that worked on Back to the Future 2 said tongue-in-cheek, but he was behind the camera guy. So he really wasn't good at tongue-in-cheek, and he said – yeah, Mattel really makes these hoverboards, but parents groups won't let them sell them. So we just had a Mattel to give us their hoverboards. So for years, everyone thought there were real hoverboards. It became like an urban legend before the internet. And What's everyone it? knew a kid who had one, like who had a friend who had one in Friends Canada. Was, wasn't it Zemeckis who said that? Was it Zemeckis? I, I could be remembering wrong, but I thought it was Robert Zemeckis who, who said that. Yeah, but it, it, was a, it was a classic example of sarcasm not being taken like sarcasm. Yeah. And the, the joke really like got a life of its own. But then they make this hoverboard video. And when I saw it, I was like, what the fuck is this? This is obviously somebody's fake attempt. Even, like, the, the CG was, like, you know, I mean, we do this stuff all the time, so I could see where it was, like, yeah, that's kind of... You can see the wires on their back and stuff, or yeah. you could see, the, like, the harnesses and things. Yeah, and it was, like, and it was and it was fake, and then I even saw, like, people posting on Facebook going, hey, here's this video uh, that just went up. It's really well made, but it's a fake video, but you should check it out anyway, because it's, like, I loved hoverboards in Back to the Future. That's how I saw that sent out and shared every single time. Here's a video. It's fake. But you should check it out because they did it because really nobody well. Nobody wants anyone to think that they think it's real. But then, like a week later, they pull the video down and they're like, "Hey, this whole thing was fake. We fooled the whole internet." It's like you didn't fool anybody. Not even for a moment did you fool they anybody. They pulled the video down. Well, whatever. You know, they're like, "Oh, it's a hoax." They did the big reveal. You know what I mean? Of like oh. now they're like, "Look at all the shares we got for our fake video." And everyone thought because of these celebrity endorsements, and everything, everyone was fooled and thought that there was a hoverboard coming out. I didn't know anybody for a moment that was fooled yeah. that there was a hoverboard coming I didn't out. realize that's what they were going for. Not a single person, not a single person was fooled by that video. There was literally two grandmas out there who was like, oh, I'm going to buy one. Right. <laughs> Do you like, think that did they, they, did you know anybody during that thing that said, I want to buy one of these things or I'm going to like – Well, everyone said it wistfully, not like this is the one that's real. What they, do you mean? Like they were like, they want to buy the idea of a hoverboard. Oh, would be Everybody great. Everybody yeah. that this one was fake. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, but it's just like – it's so ridiculous. It's just like – 
I, I, it's like, what was the purpose of it? What was the purpose of it? They were just trying to pull a hoax and they I'm sure did it some, super shitty and spent a bunch of money doing it. But what was the purpose? It would have been some new marketing company trying to get their name out there. Like, like oh, we're the guys behind Hover. Or Remember visual that? effects company. It would have been something. cooler if they just treated it like a, a corridor digital video or something. Just like, hey, look what we did. It's impressive to look at. Yeah. Yeah. Save a lot of money doing it. Been, it would have been better as like a YouTube how vi- how to video. Like that somebody's like how they did it, like a guy in his garage doing it. But all the celebrities and everything just made it like totally Do ridiculous. Do you think they should make a really unimpressive version of Back to the Future 2 where they shoot it next year with all the original cast? That's a great in, idea. In current day. Here's what you do. You take Back to the Future 2. <laughs> and then you 2. cut it together. Yeah, when he does Back to the Future 2, when he goes forward to the future, you just shoot those all the future scenes again now, modern day. <laughs> and everyone's like on their phones like. Yeah. Like, it's like. <laughs> I look, it's a DeLorean, like from that movie. <laughs> tweet, tweet, tweet. It's like, and that's it. I mean, yeah. they would come forward in the future and nothing would be interesting. Yeah. But Crispin Glover's available. He wasn't in the second one. He got, they actually, there was a lot of shit about that because they, they reused footage from the first movie and then they replaced Crispin Glover in the second movie. They replaced the actor. Yeah, and they, well, they used footage from it from like the, uh, the, the old stuff from the first movie. And he actually sued Zemeckis and not Did he win? Fox. He won. They actually, they changed SAG laws because of that. Basically, okay. like, because they didn't pay him, they didn't pay him anything for it. They just reused footage, and he he was like, "No, that's my performance. I want money for it." And he won, and so they've had to now. He was already it. paid for it in the first place. But, yeah, but they made but, another movie out yeah, of it. Yeah, they reused why it. Why is movie. that? Why does that matter? Because get paid based on production, not on. Oh, you did? Not on performance. Also, yeah. there's royalties for stuff being shown again, and things yeah. like that. But yeah, so it's interesting. It would count as a new performance if they just take it and digitally. Was he do it? Was he been in? I, I think the He's last thing I saw him was Charlie's Angels. We saw that movie at Sundance. He's not God, was it like 10 years ago? This is it? Oh, God. That's that's his movie he directed, yeah. right? Yeah. that's a weird movie. It was like the movie. trilogy. This is it. What is it? And yes, this is it. Or what was it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was something like that. It's very, very this strange. Still, yeah. It's like the definition of an art house movie. It's one of those like, what? Exactly what All is it? All I remember it? was well, a dude in a wheelchair getting fondled by a girl dressed like a fairy. <laughs> It, I, I can tell you yeah, that, that was we the were, dream you were having while we, the movie was pouring. We're in the Egyptian theater at Sundance. <laughs> it's like the hallowed halls of cinema. We're watching this art piece, and everyone's there like this, like watching this art piece. It's black and white. It's Crispin Glover dancing with a mask on. There's a midget, and then a dude in a wheelchair there, and all that stuff as well. And everyone's like this, and I'm I'm sitting there next to Gus, and I'm like, <laughs> 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 unable to keep a straight face. I was just like, it was just like. Just the scene of everyone being so enraptured. I was like, I'm not buying into this. And I yeah. was the total cynic that day. And that's how I felt with this hoverboard thing. It's like, do we have an obligation when we know something is fake and we know someone thinks they're pulling a fast one? Do we have an obligation to tear that shit down? I mean, is it, is it, do we really, honestly? Uh, no. no, I don't think so. Well, but I mean, it is our medium, though. I mean, like, this is sort of, when you when you destroy credibility of anything well, online, that's, that's yeah, like, if, you, if you put an ad what? on TV for a fucking hoverboard, and it was shitty and fake and all that, and, it's, and the, that information about how to go find out more information about hoverboard, go here, that would be a bad thing, yeah, right? Yeah, there's like, all these no. standards in place for TV and, and stuff like that. Uh, I, you know, my initial reaction would say, no, we don't have to police that, but I guess there are websites like Snopes that's where that's all they do. They just police that stuff and point out fake, inaccurate stuff. And listen, I'm not saying we had to prove things are fake. We just had to call people out as being dumbasses for trying to do it. Like, what was the fucking purpose of it? Dude, you have a beer right there. What, what, was, the pur- what was the purpose? I'm going to look this up. What was the purpose of the Hover video? Uh, what, what I don't the know. The I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure it was a marketing company or like Jack said. I don't think it was, uh, dude. I think it was fucking Funny or Die. I think Chris Valloid was just yeah, short. Yeah, Funny or Die, I think. They, it was up there. <gasps> did, did you see the uh, Corridor Digital video that came out today? The Superman, the Superman? one? That's actually really mm-hmm. cool. It's like if Superman has a GoPro. Yeah, it's like, really weird. It is not their technically. I don't think it's their best video. 
But concept-wise, it is definitely one of their best videos. Yeah. So what's the concept? Superman, Superman puts a GoPro on. It's like him in front of a mirror, <laughs> and he puts a GoPro on, and then he like runs out of a corridor and just jumps, and he's flying around. And it's literally it's it's footage of of uh, Los Angeles, and they, they shot it on a quadcopter. Oh, but, like they were flying around like skyscrapers and stuff, and then they put it all together. And they put hands in there to make <laughs> it look like he's flying. And then at, at one point, he flies past a burning building and catches a woman. And it was really videos. really well done. So. So speaking of L.A., they had a fucking earthquake this morning. Yeah, yeah. They had a, I, I was telling some something. friends of mine out there, like, that's the kind of earthquake I want to be in. 4.7, just shakes for like 5, 10 seconds, and that's it. You go on with your day. Nice. You just break open your glass, get yeah, your buzzer. Like, okay, that's you're it. Done. No one gets hurt. Nothing <laughs> gets fucked up. All my it's friends just, in L.A. were pretty freaked out by it. Yeah. I, well, I assume it's a, it's a different experience when it's like early morning like that. Yeah, when you're still you like in your most vulnerable state, you know, naked, under a sheet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I heard the control room laugh. Depends where you are, I guess. Yeah. Some people plan that. Yeah, like it's all these articles. Did you know the the ho- real hoverboard video is a hoax? Here's what? the information you need. It's just like it's like so we got to put up with not only we, the the horrible, stupid, shitty video which doesn't fool anybody, but then we have to put up with all the people then reporting. I guess that's what we're doing fucking right now though. Is all the people reporting on? Guess what? It's fake. You know what I mean? And, and telling people why the video it was fake. It's like when it's clearly. Nobody was fooled. Not a single person was fooled. Yeah, we're actually in the third wave of people of calling out the people who said it was it's real. A fuck, it's a big circle jerk. Yeah, yeah. Gus is having it, a blast. It was stuck to my beard. Somebody in the fucking control room loves Gus in the balloon. Apparently, and somebody's laughing their fucking ass. <laughs> Somebody, off Somebody, everybody, they can't control themselves. I'm fucking star for entertainment. Are you guys in there? I don't remember the last time I was entertained by a balloon. You guys aren't even on camera. We were entertained by balloons when Stretcher was here. If I was in the control room, oh, blowing right. everybody. Yeah, that was. Like <laughs> that it's on record the last time I was. Controller's laughing again. They're starved. I, I think yeah. everyone's a little delirious. Everyone's <sighs> drinking green beer today. Yeah, Happy yeah. St. Patrick's Day, by the way. Happy, Happy St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Day. What does St. Patrick's Day commemorate? Say, what is he the drove, point of St. Patrick's He drove Day? the snakes out of Ireland. We're, so snakes were a big deal in Ireland. Mm-hmm. There's no snakes in Ireland, so that's the dude who did it. He drove the snakes out and of Ireland. It was followed by Whacking Day. Which is, <laughs> so what the so hell did, is that <laughs> why he became a saint? Or was he a big fucking deal, dude? In the old days, he had like five things. He got rid of one of them. That's a big <laughs> fucking deal. They didn't so. have shit. I mean, snake was the first villain in the Bible, right? I bet the snakes made him a saint. They're like, "Don't kill any more of us. We'll make you a saint." We're just gonna leave. We're just gonna fucking slither yeah. swim over somewhere else. I, you know, I think about like like forty years ago. It's like we 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 didn't have. It doesn't seem like we had a tenth of the stuff that we have now. You know, if you go back to like <laughs> even like before Atari, what's new? Before the video games are new. In my lifetime, video games existed. AIDS? The internet? What? Yeah, the internet's huge. Computers? What's new? What the fuck's new? Hoverboards, apparently. I thought you were talking about animals and stuff. We've had them all. We, yeah, we have new animals. We're fucking constantly <laughs> developing them. Like the fucking flying squirrel. <laughs> I thought that's what you were on about. No, no, I was on about, like, just technology and everything. Yes. It's like, we, we had less shit, is what I'm saying. So it's like a fucking snake in your yard would have been yeah. a huge deal. Someone no, gets sick. Is no, like, oh, it's leprosy. I totally get that. Like my my two year old nephew knows how to operate my iPhone. Yeah, and I'm like I I remember having my shitty little Max with lo- like the little the turtle thing to draw designs when I was like in fifth grade. Logo. Yeah, logo. That was like yeah that number munchers. That was the that was the shit. And then I got to middle school and got to play Oregon Trail. I tried that, that was the shit. I feel like a good parent because I tell my kids they're not allowed to use two screens at one time. <laughs> It's like, that's a, that's a legitimate rule I gotta tell my kids. I think when I was growing up, there was one screen in my house. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're not allowed to use smart glass. They can't use two, no. They can't, it's a, it's a hard and fast rule in my house. You can't use two screens. That's, I gotta draw the line somewhere. So they can't have a TV on with like an like a iPad or something? Dude, it's computer right here if they want to. Like, they, 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 they play great stuff. Like, they play Project Spark and Gary's Mod, oh, even cool. though technically my youngest one probably shouldn't be playing Gary's Mod. Why? You know? 
Well, because then, you know, it's really disturbing when the first thing he does is spawn, like, five people and then just mow, mow them down. <laughs> That's a little bit, you know, so I'm like, work with the balloons. Come it's on. his choice to do that. Have fun. What's that? It's his choice to mow them down. He oh, did it on his own. Yeah, Christ. it's his terrible choice. That's <laughs> the <laughs> point, Gavin. <laughs> that, that, That's why they're kids. Kids would make terrible decisions. Like, but, they, they have to have bad years before they get to adulthood. My, first of all, my kids don't watch any TV. I, if I told my kids, go turn on the TV and turn something on, like, what we call TV, they'd be like, I don't know what that is. Like, yeah, they would yeah. have no idea how to work the cable box. I've totally done that, too. That yeah, is, like, I, I think anyone below the age of, like, probably 12, a cable box or a TV experience in their life is nothing. Like, yeah. that doesn't exist. And uh, But if they could, they would all times, they would have YouTube up, and they would have their a game they could play up. And they would probably have a second game up if they could. Is that why there aren't Saturday morning cartoons anymore? Are, Are there not? not? I don't, I don't know. know. I feel like I haven't seen one in forever. Like, I'll wake up Saturday mornings and flip through the what channels. What time do you wake up on Saturday morning? I have like 10. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's granted, it's not like Crack of Dawn or anything, but still, I expect yeah. some cartoons. I used to watch X-Men. That's what I was no. saying. X-Men came on like at 10. And Ninja mm. Turtles, man. And then, yeah, then, then around noon, they'd switch over Hero to Turtles. a Saved by the Bell. And it's like, oh, man, Saved by the Bell. And then I... You, know, you don't like Saved by the Bell? Well, and, I mean, when I was a kid, I didn't. I was like, oh, it's not cartoons anymore. It's live action oh. stuff. Unless it was Pee-wee's Playhouse, and that was Saved okay. by the Bell was the bomb. It, it got pretty cool when I got to, you know, like fifth grade, Kelly Pasky and Lisa Turtle. Yeah. Good Mr. Stuff. Belding. Mr. Belding. <laughs> yeah. That guy is still living off of Saved by the Bell. He was in an episode of Always Sunny. He played a teacher. Did was you see he? that one? Yeah, no. I think it was in the second episode or something. He's a, he's a creepy dude. <laughs> you always see photos of him hanging out with, like, you know, sorority girls at bars and stuff. And it's People like, get creepy. People. Mr. Belding. I bet, he, I, I bet he still gets laid off of that. <laughs> <laughs> he looks pretty gross. Uh, so there's a big scandal at the moment in the UK, or uh, someone told me this, that a bunch of UK YouTubers have been I don't know, accused of sexual assault. and like You're a UK YouTuber? Yeah, <laughs> you're a UK YouTuber? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't done it. Like, having, 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 <laughs> sex, having sex with their fans and like oh, underage really? fans and stuff. UK YouTubers having sex with their fans? How is Dan? <laughs> <laughs> He's been out of the country for a couple weeks. Fine, St. Patrick's Day. I had an absolute nightmare today. (laughs) Oh no! The uh, I told that story about Dan and the cross-eyed girl, and how she couldn't see in 3D and stuff. And uh, she messaged me today on Facebook and said, "Hey, I just started watching Rooster Teeth. Love these animated adventures." And then like. She totally saw the one. She, she, knew, totally, you, she knew you were talking about she her? She totally knew I was talking about her. That, we disavow that. We It's all allegedly. We have no idea what Gavin so Free is talking she about. Said, did, uh, did you admit it to her? Or I are you, are you, Okay, so yeah. okay, you did. So you, you're not admitting it right now. She uh, she said thanks for the mention and that I owe a drink the next time I see her. Okay, there you go. So she seems like a lovely girl. I will buy you a drink. Well, I hear you're going to be in the UK this weekend. Yeah, yeah what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> Have her meet you at the airport. <laughs> like, yeah, here's your fucking drink. <laughs> I said that on the podcast thinking, Dan probably won't hear this. So there's no way in hell that she will ever see it. I have no idea how she found it. Fucking animated adventure, People man. find that stuff, dude. Yeah. It People has over a million stuff. views. I guess, you know, she just found it. You know, I got what well, is a compliment to her. I've known Dan for a number of years, and I've seen him with an appropriate amount of women <laughs> for that amount of time. And I have never seen Dan with an unattractive lady. So... He's a, he's a very good barometer for attractive ladies, so I think that uh, yeah, I think that speaks volumes of her. And I think also I gotta say I've seen him never seen him with a cross-eyed girl ever. I don't know where you're getting this from, but maybe it's a problem they have in the UK. But I haven't seen it here. So where where's where's, where's the scandal? I haven't, I haven't heard anything about this. Where'd you hear about this? Um, so there was this YouTuber, this musician guy. I think he was signed up with DFTBA, the uh, what are they called Vlog Brothers, those guys. Mm-hmm. And they've been dropped by the he's been dropped by the Vlogbrothers and stuff. Basically, he was just I think just manipulating his young fans and sleeping with them. And one of them came forward. Wow! And now they're all coming forward like, against all the uh, 
all like the the British musician, all that bunch. This is going to be a weird question, especially to our American fans, because it's like a, such a loaded question. But is <coughs> underage sex as big a deal in Europe as it is here? Yeah, it's just lower. Here, it's like the worst thing. Like, it's bad. You could kill somebody, you go to prison, you come out, you're okay. Like you paid your debt to society, something like that. You have sex with a kid or put a kid in an inappropriate situation. For a lifetime, you have to register uh, with a database where everyone in your neighborhood knows and can look up your previous crimes. Yeah. And, and, that, and the only thing like that. That's going to say that's the only one like that. Like if you wanted to run like a criminal history search on someone, that's not just freely available. But if you want to find someone right. who's on a sex offender list, that's like broadcast to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a murderer. A guy, to- literally a guy could kill eight of his neighbors in a row. Go to prison eight times for a get out, and he lives next door to me. I can't look up if this is the guy who kills all of his neighbors. And he doesn't have to knock on your door and say, "I'm a serial neighbor." Yeah, murder. right. So you're, you're saying it's better off, you're better off killing a 15 year old girl than having sex with a 15 year old. I said nothing like that. Exactly. Let's be careful Verbatim. Thank you. Saying that, that. That's Jack's translation of it. <laughs> that's no, what but, I. That's what I heard you say. I'm but just, Jack does. Just Jack does raise it. an interesting point, which like even talking about this, especially in America, like talking about the difference in the weights of these crimes it makes it sound like you're diminishing the severity of it you know what i mean and it's not that's not what whenever i talk about this kind of thing it's not what i'm doing it's obviously a very severe crime but there's different rules in different places you know to me there's nothing oh, creepier oh. than a guy who knows the age of consent in every state you yeah. ever run into that guy yeah. in your life oh yeah like he'll look at, oh we're going to uh New Orleans this weekend. We're going to go for a party. It's like, oh, you know the age of consent in New Orleans is 16. It's like, no, I didn't. Because <laughs> I'm a fucking grown man. Great. I'm going to go swing by the junior high. <laughs> hey, what girl, do you, what is that? Why do some guys have that stuff in their head? How uh, did you shag a 16 year old? What's that? How could you do that? I, let's not even, let's not even <laughs> hypothesize. Well, that will well, not be a Gavin or Google question. You're, you're the British YouTuber in the room. Ah, uh, dude, I've, I've Google never... said, how do you shag a rug? <laughs> <laughs> Gavin asked. I would never sleep with a fan. Oh, I'm sorry, Gavin's jail. <laughs> really? You would never sleep with a fan? No, because that's an interesting question. You'd never, and... you'd never sleep with a fan. They'd take a picture of my knob and put it on Tumblr, probably. How would you draw the line, though, between someone, someone who's a fan and someone who's an admirer of your work? How attractive they are. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> is that basically what it boils down to? And if the pool has com- gotten shallow all of a sudden. Respect for you for a little bit. And then you're like, oh, okay, no, never mind. It's just an arbitrary line or whatever. It doesn't matter at all. No, I've never done that, though. I don't think I could. <laughs> like, if someone's like, hey, I'm a huge fan. You want to? Oh, man, we've told that story before about that awkward situation we were at at Lambert's that one time. Oh yeah, yeah. With uh, with Ed. Yeah, yeah. man, I, that guy that. handled it with. I don't know, uh, were you there for boys? Hmm? Yeah, I was. I, was I, 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 I've seen that with people who are like legitimately famous, recognized in public on a regular basis. Like I've, I have a friend who go out literally every six minutes. And you think about that; it's like ten times an hour he gets stopped and recognized. I mean, it's just like. That's that's your life being that. But I, I see people, especially women, say the most unbelievably inappropriate things. Do you you were with me at Comic Con? I was at Comic Con. Oh, that was a couple of years ago. It was a Comic Con, but I was at Comic Con, and the dude, the tall Swedish dude, not uh Bjorn Heckengard or whatever his name is from Game Smart of Thrones. Smorgen Heckengard, not him, but the dude from uh, True Blood. That guy, good looking dude. The guy from the. The son of the Avengers guy. Stellan Skarsgård or whatever? Yeah, is that his name? It's, it's something Skarsgård. There's another Skarsgård who's Peter an old Skarsgård dude. Skarsgård and Stellan Skarsgård, yeah, right? It's not the dude from Thor, the old dude. It's the I think, young... Yeah, that's I think, what I said. I think yeah. the old guy is Stellan Skarsgård. And then there's just this other Skarsgård, whatever his name is. <laughs> Does he have a bodyguard? 
Does he have scotch no, guards? No, he was just kind of. Guards. He was just. He was in the lobby. <laughs> he was in the lobby, and he was just taking pictures with people and being really nice. And we were just nearby, and I was with somebody who wanted to get a photo with him, and she was waiting to take a photo with him, and I was watching. Every woman, one after the other, basically just throwing themselves at him. Like, I just want to let you know. It's always the same thing. It's like, you're one of my top five, and it's totally cool with my boyfriend if you just bang the shit out of me. Or like, I would totally sleep with you. I'm just letting you know, if you wanted to, I'd leave right now with you and, and fuck you. And he's like, you're very, very nice. That's very nice. You want a picture? Let's take a picture. And then the next woman in line watches that whole thing take place, steps up and goes, hey, I want to fuck the shit out of you. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it was unbelievable. It was like, it was like, it was watching women act like they think guys act like. like Alexander? Wandering Alexander Skarsgård. Alexander Skarsgård. So, okay. I saw right. a similar thing happen. He, like, I, I got to point out. He was super nice and super gracious. I, I saw a very similar thing happen with that with Jonah Hill. There was a screening of Superbad here in Austin, and like McLovin was here, and, and uh, Chris from his class, Jonah Hill, and uh, uh, Michael Sarah. Uh, Michael Sarah, they were all here, and uh, we we have friends who helped get the the film here, and uh, I bumped into Jonah Hill outside, and like there was these two sorority girls, like oh my god, I saw you in the movie, like what are you doing tonight? Like we have friends, and I was like, hey man, I just want to say I'm a friend, I'm friends with these guys, like oh cool, like how are they doing? And I started talking to this guy. These girls kept trying to butt in to be like, hee hee, like you should hang out with us tonight, you should hang out, and I'm like. Yeah, we're we're gonna play poker, and you know later if you want to join us, like oh cool, and like oh we play poker too, and we get so drunk, it's so much fun. It's like holy shit, <laughs> like calm down, you're being incredibly like obvious right now. But hey man, you can't hit a home run if you don't take a swing. <laughs> but it's Jonah Hill, <laughs> and it's like you know like like brand new Jonah Hill, not not Moneyball Jonah Hill or you know Academy <laughs> Award nominated Jonah Hill. But anyway, but like, you're, you're obviously very happily married man Absolutely. now. But a few years ago, when you're single man, if you ran into Kate Upton. You wouldn't – if you lingered around Kate Upton for like a five – a minute if you lingered around her, somebody would take you away. Like they would be like, hey, <laughs> I think you're super hot and, I, and uh, like I can't even think how you could be appropriate, like inappropriate. You're, you're on my – just say the same thing. Just you're say, on my hey, top five list. Hey, we like to go play poker right and get super drunk. <laughs> Kate Upton would be like, that's great. It's like, ooh, I don't know what I'm doing when I'm drunk. I could have sex with anybody like you. <laughs> <laughs> you would be hauled away. You would be absolutely hauled away. I actually, I've, got, I, I've got no answer for that. I had, I had a, I had a funny experience too, which I love you. I'm gonna relate this. I don't even know if if I can relate or not. But there was, I had an opportunity to like interview like a teen heartthrob, right? And uh, we were talking about stuff. We were like doing this little like we got along really well. It was a lot of fun. Who are you talking about? <laughs> I don't want to tell the story now. I don't want to tell the story now. I just watched social media for a girl kind of just kind of collapse in on itself. Where oh yeah, I'll tell what? You. I was interviewing. I was interviewing Zac Efron. We had a really funny He's interview. Dreamy. He's he's a good looking dude. You also got to interview one of the uh, the Franco boys, didn't you? Yeah, he was in that group. He was yeah. him and Dave Franco, Christopher Mintzblatt, who you might know better as McLovin and Zach Efron. And uh, anyway, we were just you know we were just interviewing. It was a great interview, and I had a good time. And now I don't want to tell the story, but I feel like I'm ob- am I obligated to tell the story? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, I don't, I don't come on, come, you, come on, I mean. Joel. So we the, we were taking photos beforehand. Shira, she does this thing, and by the I hate to bring up Shira on the podcast. Sorry, everybody. Uh, we do, she was doing a selfie. She does selfies before all of her interviews that she does. It's like a trademark thing. You follow her on Twitter, right? Uh-huh. Now she always does those selfies with whoever she's interviewing, and she gets like fucking crazy guests on that show. It's just, it's bizarre. Um, I mean, she literally gets anybody. I mean, yeah, it's like huge I mean, we, names went from like 
Shaq last year to Neil deGrasse Tyson this year, who answered one of Gavin's questions. Yeah, thanks for <laughs> passing on that question. It's like pretending like you didn't know who I was. <laughs> An eight-year-old boy from the UK. <laughs> I said, well, this question is from Gavin Free in the UK. She, I got cut off, but I was going to say, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> but uh, okay, anyway, anyway, I saw this is just a thing about the way, you know, big people and big brands and, you know, and celebrities. And so we were sitting there and Shira goes, she's doing all this stuff she goes hey what's your instagram and i said i don't have instagram and she goes okay uh she goes what's your instagram because she goes you're instagram and he goes uh yeah i'm on instagram she goes what is it? he goes yeah i don't i don't know i don't know what my instagram is and this girl there was all these like girls like right there pressed in like to get as close as possible in that interview space and the girl in front goes it's zach efron and he goes oh, there you go zach efron that's what it is and you saw the girl go like what like you just saw like the <laughs> wheels start to turn a little bit it's like yeah it's like not everybody runs their own stuff. You know what I mean? They don't – social media isn't what everybody thinks it is. That being said, he talked about Twitter. He has a problem with Twitter. It seems like a really nice guy where he says he feels like he has to reply to every single person on Twitter. And it's like a pressure to do That's that. A big like, mistake. Why does he feel that? He just said it because the other guy in the interview didn't have uh, – Dave Franco didn't have Twitter. And people were trying to convince him to get on it. And – uh, the other two guys were like, no, don't get on it. Don't get on it. And Zach was like, yeah, I, I'm, when I'm on Twitter, it's like all these people are talking to me. And his must be like a, just an endless feed of people just jabbering at him. Yeah. And he said, yeah, I feel like I have to talk to every single person. Well, otherwise, oh, like if you're not used to Sorry, it, you might feel weird. Like you think you're ignoring someone. You don't want some people to think that you're like not listening to them or, you know, like diminishing what they have to say. I felt like a real dick on Twitter recently because I don't know what happened. Something about the app. I keep following people by accident. No, you don't. It happened. What do you mean? No, that that is true. I can vouch for that. Katie, it happens to Katie as well. I, I would just get there's I'll a get follow a button. Notice. You just when you're scrolling, you hit the follow button yeah. by accident. So right? I'll look at my following list, and the top three people will be people who I've never even heard of, who I've just hit the button by accident. Then I'll get three messages saying you're creeping on the profile. <laughs> you're creeping <laughs> no, on the profile. Let no, me no, guess. The, the How many button. dudes do you follow by accident? Let me just let me. Just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't look and see if okay, the last three you deleted. <laughs> how many were dudes and how Let's many were, were women? I'm going to look at your followers right now. So Zac Efron has 7.9 million followers. Jesus. Imagine if you like, <laughs> if you were like, I need to reply to everyone that's tweeting at me right look now. At, I'm yeah. sure you can look at his mentions on there and just see they're just flooding well, I mean, him. I'm sure yeah. we get. I mean, like just us in this room, we all have what around 200,000 apiece, probably. You've, you're silly how many followers you have, but I mean, we probably get 200 messages a day, right? Just at, like just mentions a day. Yeah, even if you don't. Tweet. And that's you know now multiply that you know ten scale like twenty scale. Like, yeah, yeah it's that crazy. would be unbearable. So yeah, I've I've just been getting. I'll get a message saying, "Oh my god, Gavin followed me," and then I'm like, "Who, who is this?" <laughs> and then I'll unfollow them, and then they'll be like, "Oh, I'm so depressed now." And I'm like, oh, "I was by accident. I don't know what to do about it. I can't just keep following them for pity." You just got bevved up. You hit the wrong button. <laughs> We've all been there, man. It's all right. Just be like, "Oh, congratulations! You won my follow for three days." And then it's unfollowing. This is the three-day three follow content. Can I, yeah, can I tell you why I'm reluctant to, to, to talk about stuff like that? Because that's a normal thing, right? That's a, the thing we just talked about with somebody having a managed us, social media account. Thing, yes. No, I'm sorry, sorry, but the celebrity, a real celebrity having, shoe, having a managed What's wrong social account. You, you have like these little circles on the bottom of your shoe. I like I got, it. You got little, little bumps on there. It's yeah. all worn out. I don't mean to. These tumps. are great, super comfortable shoes, by the way. We should get Skechers to sponsor us. All right. Skechers on the go. Send me another one. Another pair. You cheap bastard. Ten and a half. What's, what's I'll take wrong it. With you? What do you, what do you I'll take free shoes. What is all, what are you going to build an Amazon wish list? I've noticed lately on Twitter that you've been like posting like, "Hey, I really like this. I wish somebody would buy this for me." What that is, is awesome. That? I'll take free stuff. I'll sell out. 
I'll sell out right no, now. No, you will not sell out. You have sold out. Like that, All right. that was two pounds packed. That's fucking long gone. I'll sell out more. I'll, what do you want? I'll wear your clothes. What was the thing you did, what was the thing you did the other day? You did something on Twitter the other day where you were like. I broke my phone and a, 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 a case company messaged me. They're like, oh, sorry to hear your you know, our phone got broken. You check out our, our merchandise. I was like, oh, that's cool. And I looked at some of their stuff. It's like, sure, I'll have one of those. The sad then, thing is that it's working. Yeah, it works. I've, I've had a workout and do it. You, you retweeted that. Uh, the first thousand people to retweet this, I'll send a thousand dollars. Yeah, to. And I, I very quickly, like, because I saw it, I was like, huh, interesting. And then I read up, and I was like, oh, pff, I unfollowed fuck. you after that. Okay, it makes sense. I was like, like you didn't follow. No, yeah, I was like, fuck this. Yeah. Out. <laughs> I don't blame you for that. That was it was dumb. And it was one of those things like, eh, man, this is real cool. If not, and then I was like, oh, that's clearly not real. Un like unretweet or whatever. I, uh, I don't like free stuff. I guess you're talking about like you don't like free stuff. stuff. No, I mean just like g- generic crap that you get sent. Like I once tweeted that I cut myself shaving, and then I think the official Gillette Twitter account was like. Sorry to hear that you cut yourself shaving. What's your address? We'll send you some free shaving foam and stuff. And I was like, that's cool. I don't want it, though. Yeah. I don't, I don't, it's clutter. I mean, <laughs> that's I don't, something it, you could use, though. It will arrive. That's practical clutter. It will be in a box that I have to get rid of. There'll be plastic. And there'll be, like, shaving foam that I've got to keep How do you somewhere. buy anything? But you have shaving I'm foam with Gavin. and stuff. I'm totally with no, you. I, don't, I, just, I picked up dry cleaning today, and I took the plastic bag off the dry cleaning and handed it back to the lady. Yeah. I just didn't I don't want, want that in my bin or in my life. It's just, yeah, it's just too much. I get guilty throwing away. I got one of those rolling garbage cans that goes out to the curb. I feel guilty rolling that thing out. I do. You got to. You, you, the fact, the city, there are people whose jobs rely on you rolling that out to the curb. That's true. If you stop rolling it out, think of all the job loss. America. No, it just means they get finished. But I see, like, I see, I look down my street, and there's one of those things in front of every house, and I times it by however many houses there are in Austin. Austin's moving to try to become a, a zero landfill city, like in the next twenty years. Is it? Is it? Sounds yeah. like a SimCity project. I, don't, I know my recycling bin's like twice the size of my my trash bin. Yeah, but they pick it up half the in yeah, <laughs> half the time. Come, yeah. Do you have two bins in your house for one for recycling, one not? Uh, yes. Yeah. In the UK, it got to the point maybe five or six years ago where every household had three. You'd have one for like just compost, crap, one for recycling, and one for food. Yeah. And uh, the yeah, the, the, the city's food. trying to roll out a composting program here. Yeah. But it's not. They did a rebate thing. Like if you bought compost materials to build a compost, they would give you money for it. But I don't know if, what happened with that. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, let me read this. Thing. Like to, uh, before you do that, let me tell you, this is something bugs me. This is part of the conversation we were talking about. Is that one of the reasons why I'm reluctant to talk about that stuff? First of all, you feel like a, a douchebag talking about anybody who's an actual celebrity, you know? Um, I mean, even the way I just said that, it's like I have to say like actual celebrity. Like I have to like make sure that I don't sound like too much of a douchebag that I would consider myself on that level, which yeah. who the fuck cares, right? But one of the reasons we're reluctant to do it is it is fun, and I, I do enjoy doing those kinds of things. But it always, especially in the era of social media, comes back to bite us in the ass because then there's always those fucking jackasses who will then go and, like, report us or tell on us yeah. to people. And that fucking drives me crazy. I was in the middle of interviewing Neil deGrasse Tyson, and some guy writes to him and me on Twitter, and I don't have any illusion that a guy with two million Twitter followers saw this tweet. He's like, hey, Bernie, remember the time you talked <clears throat> shit about Neil deGrasse Tyson and we're talking a bunch of shit him to call him an asshole or something? I'm like, the fuck is this guy talking about? It's like, <laughs> but I suddenly feel like a two-faced jerk because I'm talking to this guy. And I and I kind of realize he's talking about because we were, we were making fun of the guy for uh, criticizing gravity so bad, which right. we talked about during the interview with him on What's Trending. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I hate that shit. I hate this. Like, the whole portion of the internet's a fucking yeah, like tattletale. One, one time, you're like, stop remembering stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah, one time yeah. I think we were talking about, this is years ago, like a 200 podcasts ago maybe, we were having a discussion about science fiction books. 
And I was talking about Snow Crash. And I think you asked me about William Gibson. I was like, I don't know. I've never really been a big fan of William Gibson books. Someone tweeted at William Gibson, hey, at Sorolla, why don't you like at William Gibson's books? <laughs> yeah. I was like, why do you, what's, what's, I, what's the purpose I'm not of going that? out of my way and getting in his face like, oh, I don't like your books. It's like, why the fuck are you like bringing my shit into his world? I, it's, I get it. I totally get it. It's like it's, – it's, so you get guarded about it. I guess the solution is just like not give a shit too much. But, you know, it's like I literally – I, I was literally thinking that this entire time. It's like how am I going to phrase what I'm about to say, this like story about social media and celebrity? How can I phrase this in a way to where someone's not going to fucking run to the internet and fucking tattletale and shit? I don't think we have a lot of crossover with Zac Efron. I agree, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. But it's like – and I don't think William Gibson's going to go – this fucking at Sorolla, <laughs> you're on my fucking I will list. Find this yeah, guy. but still, it's like it's, it's, my new it's, novel, it's totally Gus out Crash. Of context. I respect him as an author. Yeah, I think you know he's done very important work. I just personally, whatever. Yeah. You, and my opinion doesn't matter for shit. And I, 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 I gotta say that I told the story about that. But if you watch the the interview, I had a great time with those guys. Those guys were funny as shit, dude. The whole reason I did the interview to begin with was because it was supposed to be with Seth Rogen. They're in this movie called Neighbors, where a fraternity house moves in next door to a guy and his wife. And uh, Seth Rogen was supposed to do it, so I was, like, really excited to finally, in the same room as Seth Rogen, prove that I don't look <laughs> like fucking Seth Rogen. And, uh, but he couldn't make it, uh, some other big commitment or something like that. And uh, these three guys were nice enough to come. And we had a funny fucking interview. I got to talk about uh, uh, Zac Efron holding Dave Franco's balls. <laughs> Zac Efron broke his hand on Dave Franco's balls. You have to watch the watch the video if you want that's to. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, that is, that's, that, that, is, is that like a tattoo that Dave Franco gets? Like Zac Efron <laughs> broke his hand handling my balls. Uh, and speaking of which, <laughs> want to remind everyone this episode of the Rusty Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature and featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For our listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. One audiobook to consider is The Weight of Blood by Laura McHugh. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audible.com slash roosterteeth. That's audible.com slash roosterteeth. And I didn't look it up because I didn't think about it before the podcast, but I'm sure you can find William Gibson books and Snow Crash. And I'm looking it up right now. Just about every other book you can imagine on Audible. No results for Snow Crash, but you can read Divergent. Soon to be a major motion picture. Who wrote that? That was written by Veronica Roth. Hmm. I know that because Audible.com told me. And if you listen to it, it's 11 hours and 11 minutes. Nice. I if you listen to it. It's narrated by Emma Galvin. It's hmm. funny you mentioned Divergent. They, just, uh, they had a screening at the Draft House, like an early screening, and the uh, star of the movie showed up unannounced. He just showed up. Kate Winslet? Hey, uh, no, not. <laughs> oh, she's in there. That's right. That's... I think he means the lead. Yeah, but Kate oh, I think, I think it was it. the guy, the, the the male lead in the movie. You know oh, what? Okay. Listen, you can make fun. I don't know anything about this Divergent series, but if you just said to me Jennifer Lawrence before Hunger Games, I'd be like, Haha, who the fuck is Jenny Lawrence? You know, I'd be yeah. laughing about that. So these Divergent, you never know. They can be huge stars tomorrow. No, I'm, yeah, I'm not making fun of that star. Just oh. like I don't know who else is in that yeah, movie yeah. other than Kate Winslet. Isn't Kate Blanchett in it too? Is she? Is she? No, they know. can't both be in the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, one's with a K and one's with a T. So right. okay. Do you All have right. any celebrities on uh, Twitter that you openly don't like? D- uh, celebrities? On t- I don't follow celebrities on Twitter. Typically no, not. I mean, like, do you, do you, have you ever just spoken badly of a celebrity on there? No, you do that all yeah, the time. Yeah, does it all well, yeah, the time. Do you ever do that? <laughs> you do it to people in our industry, too. <laughs> so, like what? These are people we'll bump into at some point, I'm sure. Okay. I'm not going to call out names because I want to be wrapped in with you. I'll Good. say it. You've talked shit about PewDiePie before. Yeah. Ray William Johnson? Oh, Ray I'll William do it Johnson. all day. I, yeah, I think it's a, there's a line between talking about somebody's work and talking about their 
them as a person. But even saying that, I don't know if I believe that because, I mean, so much of what everyone does is wrapped up in their work too. I don't know. I just like, what's the point? You know what I mean? I always wonder too, it's like I've learned over my years that there's sometimes there's no upside to certain things. Like, you know, you can get like five minutes of mileage out of a funny story or something like that, but then somebody's pissed at you for fucking six months, you know? Yeah, I, like people say, I, I've been given a hard time if I ever do that. It's like, oh, you shouldn't be, uh, you know, talking bad about other YouTubers, other people who do the same thing. Why not? <laughs> like people on TV talk shit about people on TV. Well, that's, a, it's a, it's a very British thing you're, you're talking about, though. It's a British thing. I, I don't feel like I don't see like people go on the Tonight Show and be like, "Man, you know who's a bitch? That person." <laughs> you don't like in, in a talk show format, like out in public doing press stuff. You don't see people talking shit. That was that defined my relationship with Ben Tom or Ben Thomas, Ben uh, Ben King early on. Ben who works for as a web developer, Jamin. Yeah, J- Ben Jamin. Uh, yeah, it was uh, very much the whole taking the piss mentality. You know, it was like he's like, oh, you know, I'm just you know taking the piss. It's a very British. Oh, thing. I'm not taking the piss. What? <laughs> Taking the piss means like you're having a little joke with them. You legitimately no, do not like not at all. Yeah. Like I think Ricky Gervais is a, like the classic taking the piss. Comedian. Yeah, it means you're making fun of something. Or Jimmy Carr, right? Yeah. They, no, they're they're yeah. That's brutal. Some of the stuff they they do. Yeah, it's really brutal. Like a roast is like taking the piss, right? Yeah. Yeah, but if you, it's like no one's if, in my opinion, if you're not going and sitting in the chair to get roasted, you know, you can have your opinion about somebody. But I mean, there's a lot of people get piled on, like really William Johnson. His show just ended, man. It's just like I went and looked. It's like this is a show that however you feel about it lasted five years on the internet and it had tons and tons of views. I didn't like uh, it. The fucking comments are just like – they're just brutal. They're just brutal. Wait, it's because it was just other people's videos every week. Yeah, okay. What was if it was him doing stand-up against that weird wall, I'd be okay with it. I might – you know, I might be – I might be in – I might be a little more gun-shy specifically this week about like broader interaction because – um. I just watched like Shira, who I like a lot. Like I've done a lot of really fun stuff with Shira. When you guys did that Rosario Dawson interview with her on the podcast, it was Brandon's an RT podcast. She got fucking brutalized by the RT fans. I mean, she was just like, I don't get it. They were just they were brutal. It was, and it was just like it was just you would think that if you show up to make a comment, that the first thing you're going to do when you make a comment is read the other comments. It's like there's the comment box. Here are the other fucking comments. So it's like you would think, oh look, she's already getting fucking piled on. Oh, I'm just gonna add to that. I'm just gonna fucking throw my <laughs> throw my voice on top of that. You know what I mean? What, what did people want? Did they want it to sit there in silence? I, I think from what I understand, like from what I read, it seemed like people were expecting a Rooster Teeth podcast, and she may have spearheaded it a little bit more than they assumed was gonna happen. And it was, just, I mean, that's you know, no fault of hers. It was just kind of like, all right, I had a good time talking to her. She's yeah. been on the podcast we, before. We we know her. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're and everyone's like, wow, she's giving Gavin a really hard time for no reason. It's like. I've known her for ages. Well, it's like it's we, fine. We also, know how her. is yeah. that unlike yeah. the Rishi's podcast? And people giving each other a hard time. I, mean, I, I, I did think, a show last South by. It's like nah, she's you know friends yeah. of ours. So it's she has perception that maybe she we don't know her or she doesn't know us. I don't know. I think pe- people are. Just, it's one of those things where like this is my thing. I know about it, and when people like kind of mess with that, they get really upset by it. It's like oh, don't mess with the thing that it, I, I like. The change. Yeah, exactly. There's a, there's a certain portion of the, every internet audience that just can't accept change. And we see it all the time. I mean, I mean, we see with the like one of the most popular guys in the whole company right now is Ryan. That guy, he practically got jumped in by the audience, you know, <laughs> when he joined. I mean, it was yeah. like, and nobody seems to remember that now, you know. I no, mean, it's it like, fluctuates. Dude, just watch, watch. Like, it's fun watching my like sort of barometer of the of the community. Like, do they hate me this week or do they love me this week? It's one or the other, and it just kind of goes back and forth. And it's like, all right, like, oh, I killed Gavin by accident. No, I guess I'm the I'm the worst <laughs> person on earth. Well, more Let's, than any, more than anything, like. You know, we've been doing this podcast in some form for over five years now, and 
Three decades. I, <laughs> three decades. I like to to try new things. You <laughs> making know? that joke from and, five years. Uh, and you know, we got to keep it fresh. Yeah. Got got to try new things every now and then. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, but I think the important thing is that uh, that we have to keep trying, and we have to keep yeah. trying to figure out new ways to entertain. And, and we've all grown slightly. Yeah. And I think you know, you know there are some things that worked and some things that didn't. You know, people obviously didn't like the what's trending thing. I think the the, the collaboration with Joe Rogan went over a, was was a little more positively accepted. Dude, I fucking love that. I had yeah. a blast. It's great. I you know I've listened to his podcast. I was really looking forward to having a chance to talk with him. And uh, I thought you know we it was a little you know we we really didn't know each other. I made it a point. I told him when I met him earlier that day. I was like, listen, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be rude. I just don't want to talk to you right now because. Anything we talk about, I want to make sure we save it for camera. He's like, I totally get it. I totally understand. So I felt like maybe I didn't have the rapport with him that I should have at the start. But it, it, helped, off, it yeah, helped yeah. save the conversation, I think. Yeah. And hopefully it's funny. it came across. I, I was at home and I was going to tune into the podcast and I got in a little late. I literally hit play. There was an ad. And after the ad was over, it was you guys going, thanks for watching, everybody. Bye. And it's like it ended. <laughs> I literally caught five seconds That's of the awesome. podcast. But you live. saw the ad. I saw the ad, though. By the DVD. <laughs> so I, I watched more ad than I watched of the live podcast. That's Actually, funny. I and really... we're, just, we're trying to work out going on. We're going to go to LA and go on his podcast up there. I like so. the on the road, like in a different location podcast. I think they're always pretty fun too. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think they're tougher, obviously, because we're in a different venue. That that venue in particular, the audio on the internet was fairly acceptable, but in the place it was a lot harder. Yeah, like you was, weren't you weren't at the gym. How many people were in the room? A couple hundred. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, about that. It was a pretty even split between Rogan fans and Rushi fans too. Oh, really? You draw a line down the middle of that group. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty interesting. Any brawls afterwards or anything? Yeah, like Blaine was our crossover, bro, for sure. <laughs> so, What's up, bro? Can you hear me in the control room, bro? How you doing, bro? Eating your protein bar, bro? <laughs> could, could... <laughs> Blaine just came over our God speaker telling me. So could you not hear each other very well in the room or something? No, because it was loud. Like there was a party going on. So imagine if we're all sitting here having a conversation and there's 300 people right over there having their own conversations talking. Oh, yes, so and people keep asking me, thing. yes, somebody did flash us. Yeah, <laughs> I saw <laughs> New Zealand tits while I was on stage. I hey, think one of the don't don't is there, is there turn your nose up. They were nice. They, 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 they were South by that could They were nice. They were nice. Did you see any music during South by Gus? Did I see? I saw a Childish Gambino at the yeah. Titanfall. Uh, you know what's funny is I make fun of you a lot for the stuff you like. Yeah, but you turned me on a Childish Gambino. Uh, yeah. I, so thought, I thought it was like super gimmicky of him. I didn't think he'd be very good, but man, he's, he's good. Per- yeah, he, that, he put on a good show too. Yeah, no, he put on a hell of a good show. I, I'm like, we ended up doing that the live stream thing and on the the Xbox Twitch stream, and that was a lot of fun doing that. And I was sitting there doing interviews, like talking to these people when he went on, and I'm sitting there like, oh yeah, tell me more about Titanfall. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got I got to catch a little of it. It was crazy because he played for a room of maybe what I would say maybe two hundred people or so that night. Yeah. On Saturday night, he played for twenty thousand people. Wow! Like he was one of the closing acts, and he, he played for twenty thousand people on a stage. That's like wow, that's kind of cool that we got to be there in this little private intimate. I walked atmosphere. by him in the bathroom. Oh yeah, yeah, nice. He washed his hands. That's good. That's a gentleman good man. right there. I gotta say, I, when when Titanfall when we were first playing it, I was praising it on. How whenever you're playing it, you feel like you're doing well, and it's not like Call of Duty where you just get shot every ten seconds, and every time you get the time, mm-hmm. it's like I am kicking ass. I take that back completely. <laughs> now that everyone's played it and everyone knows yep. to play it, I suck I, at time. I feel like we watched the awful. developer as people came online with servers. We watched the developer going from one of the best people in the world <laughs> to getting his fucking ass handed to him. It took about three matches yeah. for that to happen. I, I get, I'm now lasting maybe twelve seconds in a Titan these days. I feel like, like I suck good. as a pilot. But like in a Titan, I've gotten good. Really? Like I've gotten really good. Like if we do last Titan standing, I can take 
two, maybe three people out wow. uh, with one life. The other day I played a game where in uh, we, we swept. We were on four straight. In those four matches, I had seven kills and zero deaths. Jesus. Wow. I oh, have to be the impressive. most annoying Titanfall player to get matched with. All I do is rodeo kills. That's oh, yeah. it. That's all I do. I don't even get my Titan. You prick. I just climb up yeah. people and fucking just rip the hatch off. and. That's pretty much I'll, I'll drop my Titan and set him on guard mode and just go run off and just like try to kill people. It might be the only achievement I have in the entire game at this oh, point. It's <laughs> just rodeo kills. That's all I've got. Nice. That's it. That game is fun, man. I'm just it's, it's with too. FPSs. I've never ever been good at the Call of Duty games. Yeah, never. No. It, it, for me, it's hard to stay involved in a just multiplayer game. No, if there was a campaign. I'd probably be playing it. There is a campaign. People always say that there's a campaign. Yeah, but it's a, it's the same maps. It's a multiplayer campaign. It's a pseudo campaign. Yeah. yeah, it's just stringing the maps together in a story. I mean, you'd in be annoyed if uh, if Halo Five came out and it was a campaign, but in multiplayer, you'd be annoyed. You'd want a story. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Well, you had other players in there. That can be interesting if other players, like... If nah, you, get out. Nah? Just me. <laughs> Fuck off. I don't even like Marines. Get out as well. Oh, that's true. You kill everybody. That's I want point. it to be Master Chief and the whole Covenant Armada. Me versus them. That's pretty much the way that's, all those things are. It, right? That's it's called Halo. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's <laughs> what I... I don't want Marines, is what I'm saying. All right, that's right. Or fair. anyone else there. Don't and want I, the Arbiter. I do play a lot of Halo multiplayer. Yeah. No. I, but I, t- I tell you, I don't... Uh, Left 4 Dead is one of my favorite franchises of all time, and that's got like a pseudo campaign to it that's part multiplayer, part not, you know? Yeah, there's probably more campaign. There's definitely more campaign in Titanfall than there is in Left 4 Dead. It's hard to say. It it defies description, Left 4 Dead. It's like it is multiplayer, but it's also campaign. Mm -hmm. But it's weighted more towards campaign than generic multiplayer. I don't know that. Not, no, because you're playing. You're just match. playing with bots, basically. You're playing with yeah. Grunts. You're going somewhere, but you're not playing. It's not. Going it's, it's not PvP. Okay. Typically, you're, you're pushing. It's like forward. a co-op campaign, basically. Yeah, it's co-op campaign. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's a good point. It's co-op campaign. You are fighting AI at all. Yeah, times. there there is a PvP mode, but no one plays it. Like in Left 4 Dead 2, they had the the one where you could be the zombies and stuff. Just no one ever played that. You're out of your mind. Yeah, I played play that, that all the fucking time. It's a blast. Isn't that versus mode? Yeah, versus yeah. mode. Yeah. yeah, that's in yeah. the first one as well. No, it's it's great. Wasn't the first one? Yeah, There were additional modes. Excuse me, in Left 4 Dead 2, but yeah, you could also do... Dude, it's, in the first one, it kind of sucked because it was like, you were basically just hoping to be the smoker because you were either the boomer, the smoker, or the hunter, and that was it. And you get, you know, you get promoted to the tank or whatever. I like being a process. jockey in Left 4 Dead 2. Yeah, jockey's great. Spitter's not so great, but, you know, there's a lot better having more of those... Uh, I simply suck with the jockey. I suck with the jockey. I still want to get the smoker most When is the next Valve game coming out? Nobody knows. That's... They, they when was the last time they released a the game? How yeah, about that? Left 4 Dead 2? What? Left 4 Dead or 2? Or Portal 2 after Left 4 Dead 2? Portal 2. Portal 2 was after Left 4 Dead 2. Yeah. Okay. Portal it's 2 was... It's been a while since they released March the game. 2010? Sure. So all their employees, they know what's going on, right? Was it 2011? I think it was March 2011. So three years ago. Yeah. So can, can their employees just see everything that's being made? April? April 2011? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. They must know. Wow. Can we just, did you say April 2011? Is that yeah. what you said? Yeah. Portal 2 was released April 19, 2011. Yeah, because I, I worked on the commercial for that. Okay. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I, so, fuck, I still would remember dates yeah, that. Yeah, that was one of the first things we Well, and then I remember the because, uh, God, because you gave me shit for buying the Thunderbolt Mac. The Thunderbolt Macs came out February 2011, and that's when I was in. You're just referencing a lot of stuff that shows yeah. how good your memory is. That's all that is. <laughs> uh, ask me anything. Good job, Gus. The only reason I know about this is this other absurd reason. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, one of us should go and work at Valve and just see what's going on and then come back. We need yeah. a mole within Valve. <laughs> Basically, but you basically have, uh, well, no. But I, I've been there, so I didn't I've you say been, that I've I've been there, so I can't really participate in the discussion. Didn't you say that the employees could just go and work whenever they want? I might have said something like that. I don't know. I'm going to be careful because I would I would get a job there. I'll be like, I'm like on a half left three right now. Let's go. Let's <laughs> go. Oh, the, uh, go on that door. The, the, <laughs> you can look at their employee handbook, which was released 
online or leaked online. Hmm. I want to put that. So it's like it shows it gave a very deep look into the Valve culture. Deep. They have the deep. best snack room slash break room of any developer I've been to. It's like on every floor. It's essentially like a Seven Eleven, like just stocked candy and food everywhere. Slurpees, but with no like cash register. And on Fridays like, they have soup. Give <laughs> <laughs> all this stuff. It's a weird thing. They have a soup day hmm. where they have soup. I wonder if the employees go into a Seven Eleven and they're like, yeah. "Oh, <laughs> it's not going to pay." <laughs> so okay. Did you do anything for South by Gavin? I saw the Veronica ball. Mars movie at oh, yeah. the world premiere. I sat like two feet from the entire cast. So that, cool. that movie's already available on Apple TV. It's supposed yeah. to be. They said that from the Kickstarter. It's right there, right now on that. Do Apple you TV. know oh, yeah, that movie made more on Kickstarter than it did in movie theaters huh. in its opening weekend? Really? Yeah. It made more. It made $2 million in its opening weekend. It made That was its Kickstarter goal, and it made that in like 48 hours. So, so two days. Well, but it's three days. It's an opening weekend. Actually, oh. Friday, the day it opened, it made less than it made in one day on Kickstarter. Cause wow. It, yeah, because it made a million dollars on its opening weekend. It beat it. I, I did the check on it. It might have made its its goal in like five hours. It's $2 million on, on Kickstarter. I'll look it up now to, to verify. But I was looking it up. I was very interested by the fact that that movie has made continues to make more on Kickstarter than it made on uh, in theaters. So, so the people who now. paid for the Kickstarter, they get... I would assume a digital they version of the movie. They were pissed. They used something called Flickster to distribute it to those people, oh. and not everybody could get it. And they were just like, yeah, well, that's just the deal we worked out. And they said that they said that from the beginning it was going to be like that. Hmm. Um, but um, It's all the iTunes code. Is it like a DRM wrapper or something? I'm not familiar with the platform. Yeah, I don't know. There was a problem. It was a compatibility problem for sure. Well, there's multiple. You know? There's like Ultraviolet and then you know then iTunes, and there's, there's things like that. It's just, if it's not iTunes, I'm just like everyone kind of picks one. Everyone has it. their own ecosystem. Yeah. Do so. you know anyone that uses like I, – I, everyone I know, maybe it's just because we all have – Apple computers, does anyone not use iTunes? Like, do you know someone who's like, man, my entire library is an ultraviolet? Yeah, upset. you know somebody. Really? Jeff. Jeff R- uses Zune. Xbox Video, yeah. Yeah, Xbox we Video. Have a lot on there. He, he, and he, actually, I think he was way ahead of the curve on it because, I mean, I honestly would rent stuff now on my Xbox, but it always amazed me that he didn't get, do anything on iTunes. He hmm. did everything through his Xbox. Yeah, if, I, if reason, I'm renting something, I'll definitely rent it on my Xbox because that's always plugged into my TV. I think the reason people use the other ones now is because with being on Xbox One, it will, it will show you every platform that the thing is on that you're looking for hmm. so if it's only on some bullshit other app you'll probably get it just to see what you're looking for and you okay. end up with different libraries but so so fucked up why can't we just have yeah, one? let's just let's just get one bernie do you do any south by stuff uh products have been kicking around since the show ended it's your three-year run in 2007 street pass two million dollars in pledges before 6 p.m sounds good smashing previous kickstarter records and easily clearing the bar that warner brothers set to commit to a summer production start you know um kickstarter that's really interesting like with Kickstarter is like, you know, when Zach Braff made his Kickstarter, people were saying like, you're a big famous dude or whatever. Um, you shouldn't have a Kickstarter. The Veronica Mars Kickstarter, all the money went to fucking Warner Brothers. Did it? Yeah, it's Warner Brothers. Huh. All that money just went to them to make the movie. So I assume oh, it was like their, uh, I their box Rob office mojo from the weekend there. Yeah, and, and Veronica Mars in theaters made $1.988 million. Yeah. I believe its production budget was $6 million. It raised for that on uh, Kickstarter. I believe that um, it's got an exclusive deal with AMC, and they're only showing it on 300 screens. Okay. So I will say for $6 million, it's a pretty good movie. Is it? Yeah. No. I, I liked it. It's funny. I'll be honest. I don't know anything about – I've been binge-watching it with the Ramses. I've never heard of it actually before like yeah. two months ago. So we've just been watching it and ready for the movie. What is it? It's about a girl who's like a detective, like private detective. It's like a, it's like, it takes place in high school, right? Yeah, she, her dad is the 
the uh, private investigator. Yeah. And, and the movie is like it's like a ten year anniversary <laughs> or a ten year reunion or something for the high school, right? Yeah, like yeah she goes back. back. I was texting Jeff about like because I knew somebody going <clears> to the after party the night that you guys went to the Paramount screening of it. Mm-hmm. And I said, you can just take my spots. He goes, you're sure? You're? And I said, no. I said, I'm absolutely positive. He goes, you're sure? I said, I'm positive. I said, listen. I said, I have something else to do. I have to be at uh, somebody else's party. And it also happens that I'm an adult male. So, <laughs> you know, and he just goes, fair, fair enough. Nice. That was it. So, yeah, yeah. we had we – had this is probably the most Hollywood thing I'll ever say. I had to go to somebody else's party because we have the same publicist. <laughs> so I wow. had to go. I had to go to this person's party. Jesus. Yeah. So – I went to the other person's party. I thought I said some douchey things on this that podcast. That was <laughs> – listen, I, I embraced that fully. That's full, on, that's full on douchiness embrace. Welcome to Central Time Zone, Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. here we go, buddy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Veronica Mars, uh, the guy – or the guy, the showrunner is South by Southwest, our douche factor is way up. Yeah. Way up. But, no, but I, had a, I had a blast at South by Southwest. Go ahead. Whatever. <laughs> Stop no, no, whatever. I just want to touch your shoe. Uh, go touch ahead. Shoe. It's fine. It's so it's gross. Cool. It's, I peed all over that. Oh, Ten-year-ago version of you punch you. No. Would you, would you be friends? I don't think so. I'd pay him not to. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so Rob Thomas, the, the showrunner. With uh, Tesla. The showrunner of Veronica Mars is from Austin. He's an Austinite. So that's that's why it has sort of a special place here in town. I think that's why it got such a big thing at, at South by. So, oh, no, yeah. I totally believe it. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in no way bagging on Veronica Mars other than the content. It's like a teenage girl detective yeah. show. Listen, one of my favorite shows of all time is Felicity. I, I'm obviously – J.J. Abrams. I'm obviously throwing, you know – Stones in a glass house, obviously. Speaking of which, do you still watch Community? Guys? I completely mixed that I metaphor. Haven't seen this, uh, <laughs> they haven't seen this season. No, uh, Vince Gilligan was actually he made a cameo oh, really? in, in the most recent episode. It's, it's pretty funny how it worked out. Hmm. I was like, what the hell is he doing there? And I guess <laughs> popped into the show. He's got, he's got nothing going on, right? Yeah, this, this season's pretty good. It's really weird, but it's, it's pretty good. It's, it's got the old feel to it back. Because uh, uh, what's his name came back? Hmm. Dan Harmon came back to it. So, oh, right, yeah. Yeah, because he left with Chevy Chase and then. Then he came back, and Chevy Chase left, and it's, it's whatever. Yeah, when all that bullshit started happening, that's when I, I kind of Last season was away. pretty rough, but this season, it's, it's gotten back to some really interesting stuff. So yeah, I that, recommend it if you haven't seen it. That's a, I think we've talked about it before. That's a show that I really disliked when it started, and it took a while for yeah. me to like come around to. Yeah. Our friend LeVar Burton, he, he was on a, an episode again. He made a cameo appearance on Donald, on Donald Glover's last episode, as a matter of fact. Hmm. So it's fun. I see he's like our friend. He's like our pal. LeVar. Hey, hey man. Mr. Burton, like celebrity We're all fucking riding on the high from South by Southwest. Good lord, are you glad it's over? Are you? Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, I had a good time, but it's I, there's so much to do. There were so many yeah meetings and like business things to take care of. I was just running ragged. No, I just had a blast the whole time. I mean, I was just good. There was some cool stuff. Like my my cousin had a venue, and and uh, we actually got to see one of Katie's favorite bands. It just happened to be playing at his venue, and so we went from there. Then we ended up going to Jimmy Kimmel. He's like, I got tickets to Jimmy Kimmel. You want to go? I was like, okay. And then we bumped into Gus and and uh, Barbara and Brandon at uh, Jimmy Kimmel. I was like, oh, that's cool. It's like we live in a real city all of a sudden. And then hell? we saw then we saw Willie Nelson played like a surprise concert of like seven or eight songs. Like holy shit, that's what really the fuck? Each other. Yeah, he well he was on Jimmy Kimmel that night. And so typically they play like one song. He just kept going, and he ended up playing like probably. He six probably played for like forty-five minutes or so. Yeah, that's like oh, holy man. shit. You, and, and my my. Cousin, the other parts of the world they appreciate William Nelson the way we do in Austin. No, not at all. Okay, he, he's a, he's a Texas legend. I don't give a shit. But uh, he uh, <laughs> apparently, my my cousin was saying she was saying that uh, the Austin American Statesman has a camera crew that follows him to every concert he plays, just in case it's his last show he ever plays. So That's kind of morbid. You no, know, it's he's eighty something years I'd old. I'd be pretty and... pissed off if I was Willie Nelson. I think he's eighty. <laughs> I'd be like, get the fuck away from me! It's like like having a vulture constantly circle you. Like you have a good day, feeling good. You're like, 
man, I've... Oh, shit. No, there's the death crew. There. <laughs> <laughs> they're keeping an eye on me to make sure I'm not going to fall over. And if I do die, they're going to immediately go back to the last tape they have of me. Wouldn't you be yeah, appreciative yeah. of the fact that there's going to be record of your final show? I, would, I wouldn't give a shit. I'm going to be dead. <laughs> Why do I, was, I care? I always found it weird. That I was talking with this the editor at the BBC once, and his friend was someone who all his job was at the BBC archives was to keep the uh, death reel for the queen up to date. So like wow. when she died, they would roll this clip about her life. And he has to keep adding to that and that's his job. What the fuck are you adding? What, what's going on? <laughs> I don't know, like new stuff. When's the she... last time you added something? When's the last time she did something that was like, oh. Like, they yeah. bumped it up to HD and that was a big deal. <laughs> new Corgi or something? I don't know. Dude, I'd be like, that dude, that dude, you don't want to fire him. Like you just want to make sure you work it out with that dude. Because then it's like the queen dies and it's like her last thing is like, banged eight dudes or something you know <laughs> it's like he's fucking i'm out he's got I like a time bomb all he has to there. do is change the date the two date they do that a lot i think a lot of major media outlets do that where they keep like obituaries ready yeah. for many celebrities that'd and be they weird type in the, to the be date. able to watch your own obituary be weird no do you uh do, do we talk about uh, you guys mentioned it, i was reading twitter do you guys mentioned like occasionally that repository of pre-written obituaries like gets unearthed like on cnn <laughs> yeah and they occasionally people like, oh, I found the obituary directory. And they read everyone's obituary who's not dead yet. Or they'll post Jeez. one Wait, that's how not do they... ready. Oh, like, a, so lot of the, a, lot of, a lot of times they're just sitting there ready to go. Well, so like, you can just find them on there already. Like Nelson just, Mandela, they, bip, let's go. Like they just Roger have to Ebert, it. yeah. <laughs> Didn't happen to like Bob Hope or somebody? Like his, like they said he was dead. And they released this thing. And he's like, nope, not dead yet. Or like that happened to someone recently. Well, Wayne Knight. Wayne, Wayne, yeah, Knight? Wayne Knight happened this weekend. Yeah, that yeah. was a hoax. So that wasn't like the obituary was released. Can I say that? I want to go back because we're talking about crazy stuff and deaths and all that stuff. So this airliner that's missing, there's all this hubbub, especially in America, about the NSA and them tracking all of our shit. And, you know, we got to go and get our balls felt <clears> up when we go through the airport security, all that stuff. I can't – I can't I – I've thrown away so much fucking hair gel <laughs> in my life. It makes me so furious. And then what happens? They lose a whole fucking plane and they can't fucking find it. Yeah. Nobody thought to put fucking trackers on the plane. They, I mean, were, they were disabled, weren't they? And also, the world's bloody massive. You could lose anything. Yeah, but this illusion. You, you know what else is smaller than a fucking plane? Me. And they can track all my shit. They can track all my shit, you but could they get, can't. You could get out of sight pretty easily. What's that? You could disappear. But they're logging all my shit. They're logging webcams, their emails, everything. They're archiving everything. Nobody, no fucking brainchild thinks, hey, let's put a fucking bug on the back of the plane that nobody knows about. And you can't turn it off from the fucking inside of the plane. Why wouldn't they think what? of that? That would make sense. Even, like you think about, it's like, okay, so they had these trackers on the engines. The engines are sending out like telemetric data every hour or whatever. But not in that data is, oh, this is where we are. Yeah. yeah. It's like <laughs> all so this other they're stuff. They're on or off. No, like, we know oh, how high the plane climbed. We know all that stuff. You could turn we, it off. You just EMP the plane or something. Then the plane falls out of the fucking sky. The I plane mean, isn't powered by electricity, though, is but it? But it just, it just goes to show it's all fucking smoke and mirrors. They're, they're gathering everything they can, and they still can't fucking figure anything out. We have satellites that are constantly taking pictures of the Earth, and there's, like, no DVR function on that. Well, they pointed down. Uh, we actually have, it's funny you say that. We have well, the where do you think the plane was relative to the satellites, motherfucker? It was down. Well, we have the satellite <laughs> picture. And, and all we can discern from the satellite is it was either on that red line or this other red line somewhere along there. It's that like, is the same shitball map they could show in 1950. That's where the fucking J Japanese like, are with their subs. It's either in this 6,000-mile arc or that 6,000-mile arc. 
It's the same thing. They don't know shit. That's the whole point. They pretend like they can track all this stuff and they go through all the theatricals, all the security. They, that's on point. The world is huge and they can't track any of this well, shit. Well, that's what you were saying about what Reagan did or something back in the day where he was lying about what they could do with space and stuff. Oh, the Star Wars program? Yeah. Yeah, it's just the same. Yeah, and you got the Soviet Union to spend a bunch of money. But they're just lying. They're just keeping everyone in fear. I bet you can't really track that much stuff. No, I bet you can't either. I, mean, I bet there's the not have a bug on planes. How many planes are there? How many commercial planes? It's a are there? plane that's made in the United States. You'd be like, oh, just put one of those on, right? That's like all the other shit we make here that tracks you on the internet. They should well, put a rope on it. I'm not even they saying. Should, is that I'm plane not of even saying, I'm not even saying they could figure out that someone's going to patch a plot where they're going to get on a plane, they're going to turn the plane off, they're going to hide it for a month, and then do something with it. I'm just talking as dumb as these people are. Just go with another straight 9/11 scenario. You're telling me they still have a thing where if somebody hijacks a plane, they can instantly turn off where it is in the world? Did you hear? The, did you hear? That's what they did the last time. They took the fucking planes and ran them into buildings. Did you hear what the Pakistan Taliban said about this? Uh, it's so funny. It's like a Facebook update. Yeah, they, they said we wish we could do that. We wish we could hijack a. We wish we could hide a plane like that and get away with it. <laughs> you Jesus. almost, you almost think the Taliban like they were going to end that message with lol. You know, hashtag <laughs> kill low, picture yeah. of a whale. Feeling sad. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was literally their their update. Taliban's update was we totally wish we could do that. <laughs> We can't. You know, it's like, what is this? Is this like, it's all like, nobody's, nobody's taking anything seriously in any way. It's so dumb. But meanwhile, I'm throwing out my fucking hair gel. I mean, really. Yeah. You got to take your shoes off. Make sure you take your fucking shoes off. I know. Take my shoes off. Take your belt off. Because you might hide something in the shoe in the, between the sole and all. Hey, mm-hmm. what happened to that plane? It's like, literally, <laughs> it's like they're, they're going to get down to this level. Do you have any pairs of shoes they lost on that plane? You can't find the fucking plane. Plane's as big as a building. It's as big as a fucking building, and they can't find it. 200-foot wingspan, right? The whole world is looking for it. Well, I'm not. What's that? I'm not looking for it. Hey, listen, I've done nothing. You, can't you, don't, you don't have a boat. You're not in the fucking Indian Ocean. You're not looking for it, but if you walked outside and it was in the parking lot, then you'd go, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I've read something about that. This plane, <laughs> everybody actually, knows about no, you, this plane. Past to get your car I do. I'd, be, I'd see it. I'd be like, oh, we're probably filming something with a plane. Yeah. <laughs> we got a 777 over here. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. It's like, it's like, did anyone see something the size of a building fly by at 5,000 feet? Everybody in the world knows about We've this plane. We've had this argument before. The sky is bigger than the ground, and it's really hard to find stuff on the ground. At 5,000 feet, at 5,000 feet, the, gra- the sky is only, like, twice as big as the ground. For your analogy. We, it's only twice as big. Should we mention uh, Gavin's Does Rocks Float on Lava shirt comes out tomorrow, yeah. by the way. Speaking of, speaking of Gavin idea quotes. Was it to make that shirt? I didn't know I shirt was being made. We, we came up either. with the idea for that shirt on that podcast. Like, well, that has to they become like, a shirt. It's the sequel to People Like Grapes. Yeah, it's basically but what it is. At least that was a literate sentence. <laughs> it still came out of your mouth. You still said it, dude. I say a lot of stuff. Does rocks float on lava? Does rocks float on lava? That's a great. Do shirt. you have the most? And you're wearing a Team Nice Dynamite shirt. Do you have the most shirts made out of like stuff you've created? Yes. <laughs> oh my God, that's the one thing. I mean, the one thing they're bad at is that every time there's a terrorist plot, they just think they're going to do the, the same thing again. Here's right, like an example the where they did the same thing again, and they couldn't. They just dude couldn't think of anything. Oh, we never thought about it. they would take the planes again and take them somewhere where they're no, not I mean, we, we talked about that the other day. No, no flight in America, like no flight over the United States will be hijacked ever again. Yeah. It just won't happen. Like the people on the plane won't let that happen. I just don't want it to be an iPhone bomb or an iPad bomb. If they, if I have to put my phone in a weird container under the plane to board a plane, I'm not going to fly Yeah, they anymore. just let us start right. using it. Right. <laughs> yeah, let me have it for a little bit. Think about, think about how dumb that is, though. What if when you're going through the metal detector... 
What if there was a switch right here that said off? And you could just go click and walk through it. And they go, oh, what do you think about that? <laughs> yeah. Now we don't know. We don't know if he has anything. You're going to spend $50 million to repair all of those across the United States. No, they wouldn't. Apparently they wouldn't do that. Well, I guess so. They have well, no ability to track a plane. A lot of security is is just fear-based anyway. Like, it's for example, yeah, it's like cameras. It, what do you mean? They don't do shit. It's like, oh, I'm not going to do anything. There's yeah. a camera. Can't no, fucking find anything. Yeah, I no, I mean, in the supermarket I worked at, 90% of the cameras weren't plugged in. Yeah. They're just for fear. And then uh, the metal detector thing, the thing that was on top of whiskey bottles, it's supposedly yeah. they didn't, they're not a thing. Yeah, we, well, I worked at a grocery store and we had the domes in the ceiling that had nothing in them. Yeah. They were just there to, you know, make people <laughs> get nervous. You could probably climb upstairs and put your head through and look. <laughs> Hello. But, uh, yeah, no, it's all, it's all theatrics and it's super frustrating. But you don't know which ones are real and which ones aren't. That's true. And that's how they get away with it. Yeah. That's how they do it. Here, let me read this thing. Read that thing. I want to remind everyone, this episode of Received Podcast is also brought to you by Hulu Plus. You've probably tried Hulu.com. Hulu Plus is so much more. With Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite shows anytime, anywhere. Hulu Plus lets you watch thousands of hit TV shows and movies in the living room or on the go with your smartphone or tablet. With Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite TV shows like Doctor Who Season 7, uh, launched February 18th. The eight-episode season streams on Hulu Plus. Uh, Nashville... Uh, Akira. Oh, Akira's launching March 7th on, oh, just launched on Hulu and Hulu Plus. Uh, Fresh Meat, a Hulu original. Uh, The Only Way is Essex, seasons 1 to 10, now available on Hulu Plus. Uh, you also get to check out exclusive content, including Hulu originals like The Wrong Man's Behind the Mask, Hulu's new docuseries that takes you inside the world of sports and mascots. You also get access to a collection of ad-free movies and kids' content. For only $7.99 a month, catch up on current TV shows, binge on old favorites, uh, or catch a great movie, stream as many TV shows and movies as you want, wherever you want. Right now, you can try Hulu Plus free for two weeks when you go to HuluPlus.com slash Rooster Teeth. It's a special offer for our listeners. Make sure you go to HuluPlus.com slash Rooster Teeth to get the extended free trial, and they know we sent you. It's HuluPlus.com slash Rooster Teeth for your extended free trial. Whoa, jeez, that was punctuated. <laughs> Thank you to Hulu. We, we, we have a green decorated podcast for you this week. Did you say we did it for? We did it for them? Yeah. All right. Did you say the only way is Essex? Yeah. Seasons 1 to 10 now available on Hulu Plus. Season 11 premieres on March 22nd. On Hulu Plus. If there's any American anywhere that likes that show, let me know. It's a British soap opera. It's not a soap opera. It's a great That's what my note says. It's reality TV. Oh, it's reality TV? What's it about? It's about... I don't know how to say this without offending everyone in Essex. To say it. We have nobody from Essex watches, so don't worry. Scum of the earth. Like, like, okay, so it's just like following like despicable people around? Don't do that. (laughs) Like Listen, if, you, if if someone said that people from your hometown were scummy, you you would know that. Well, Gavin would probably agree with them. Nah, yeah. I'm, I'm not everyone from Essex. It's just, you know, it's just trash. I posted on Facebook for my friends. You guys show. probably saw it, but I addressed it to my high school friends. There's a whole documentary about where I grew up in Houston about just what a miserable place it is. Yeah. And I was miserable? enraptured watching this thing. It was well, made I mean, by a guy from If people there. said people from Austin are hipsters, I'd be like, yeah. No. Yeah. Like, right. I, I'm not going to, you know, deny that. It's like, all right. My, yeah. If someone offends an entire place that I'm from. I'm not. I, know, I never take offense. It's like you're not insulting me personally. I just happen to be there. But anyway, Hulu has some fantastic British stuff on uh, on Hulu. The like they, they've got Whites. I think is the name of the show. It's uh, like a show about like chefs and stuff and like the, like the behind the scenes of a kitchen. Hmm. It's got the girl from uh, uh, IT Crowds in it and a few other people. Nice. But and also Brooklyn Nine Nine. I say it every time. But Brooklyn Nine Nine is amazing. I got so much shit I need to watch. I'm it's like so, so far good. behind. Brooklyn, what is Brooklyn Nine Nine? Brooklyn Nine Nine is the Nine Andy Samberg show. It's uh, Andy Sam- Samberg, Joe Latrulio, um, and uh, 
the I don't know. It, it's, it's a bunch of it won quality. Golden Globe. Yeah, it won, it won Best Comedy. It beat out uh, what what always wins. What's a, one always wins? Like Big Bang uh, Theory. Uh, yeah, know, Big Bang Theory. Yeah, it beat out Big Bang Theory for and, uh, Best Comedy. Yeah. Oh wow! Sucks. And it's a Good brand new show, and uh, they're like twenty episodes in. They're every single episode's available on Hulu. So. People are gonna totally call me out for this, but did you know that the the guy who makes Big Bang Theory is the same dude who makes Two and a Half Men? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chuck Lorre. Chuck Lorre. I guess I never put two and two together. They just renewed. That guy's a Big, fucking juggernaut. They That's just like, renewed Big Bang Theory for three more years. Jesus. Wow. That guy. Oh, speaking of Big Bang Theory, that's a hell of a segue. Also, uh, there's a thing called uh, something I want to point out because we were talking about this on the Joe Rogan podcast. It's called the Quest for Immortality. Um, I was just looking at it. Flight from Death, the Quest for Immortality. Oh, is this the dude who takes all the vitamins and stuff? No, but it's a documentary about like trying to beat physical death, which is one of the things we talked about, which I thought was one of the more interesting things. One of the saddest parts... Eventually will be. One of the saddest parts of the Steve Jobs biography, uh, available on Audible, that's how I listened to it, actually, um, was when he talks, like, Steve Jobs says that we're on the, he believes we're on the cusp of having cancer be a manageable disease. Yeah. And being able to live with cancer, and how he was convinced... He would be the first person to be able to live with cancer and just have it as a managed disease. Like diabetes. Uh, right. It's like you just have to have like a certain medicine treatment. Mm-hmm. You can cocktail. live with it. Well, we have cancer in our bodies at all times. It's just our immune system takes care of it. And then one day it doesn't. That's right. creepy. It misses one. It's, a it's, little- like, you, it's like what you say. Your immune system's like Superman. It has to bat a thousand. Yeah. Then when it doesn't, yeah. you're fucked. Dude, we were talking about the Joe Rogan podcast is that the – this I call it the Superman theory in that the villains are always trying to destroy the world. Superman has to have a perfect record because all they have to do is destroy the world once. Yeah, yeah. Now that was like Vegas. You can go up and down all the time, uh, up and down in bets, but you have zero. Vegas, the house, does not have a zero. Yeah. They got to get you to zero and then you're done. Yeah. They have an end game and you don't. So if the immune system is always battling cancer. Yes, sir. And your immune system gets crappier when you're tired. Does that mean – if you don't get enough sleep, you can get cancer more I easily. think it's like stress and all that stuff. Look, cancer is one of those things. It's like I was just talking about this with one of my friends the other day where we know a guy who smokes like four packs a day and he's just – he's perfectly fine. It was he's, the same with my my great-grand. I think she smoked for 80 years. Yeah. And died and, in her late 90s. And it's one of those things where it's like I get how everyone smoking less will reduce lung cancer across the board because – you know, it's like the people who get lung cancer from smoking, if everyone stops smoking, the incidence will go down. But, you know, everybody, everybody smoked between like the 1920s and the 1950s. Everybody. Fucking kids smoked. You can see pictures of kids with cigarettes. And it's one of those things that like if smoking caused lung cancer, you know, the way that, you know, alcohol causes you to get drunk, like it happens for sure. Then everyone would have been dead. would have been the number one way people die was lung cancer because everybody fucking smoked and was in rooms with people who were fucking smoking. So it's like it it can lead to lung cancer, but there's just no explanation why some people can smoke like eighty packs a day. People always seem surprised if if someone was to the get worst advice on this podcast. Yes, if someone was to get said, lung, don't smoke, kids. <laughs> smoke, don't, Jesus, don't smoke. 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 Think you'd have to kill a fifteen year old. That's basically what. <laughs> but a lot, a lot of people have died of lung cancer having never smoked, and people always like I'm just can't believe it. I never smoked, but. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in your body that you don't have to touch for you to get cancer in it. Yeah. It just, People I mean, are always it, so surprised when that happens. You know, they just had the first documented case of uh, female-to-female HIV transmission, which right. has never been – been. They've, they've had cases of it, but they've never had, like, documentation of, yes, this definitely was this transmission. Well, they bumping muffs. They were bumping muffs. You want me to go into the details of it? Because I was reading up on it yeah. where they, they would use um, – they would sometimes have sex during menstruation, which is not supposed to be the same blood type. Like, not the same transmission rates as just regular, like, vein blood. 
Um, but then also they would have uh, sex with toys where there was sometimes some bleeding. So they think that's where it came about. Those two girls Gavin, were Gavin, you look shell-shocked. Those girls were a party, dude. Sex toys with blood. That's, uh, that's a bit rough. Yeah. In but my head. Guys, I saw that band at South by, actually. <laughs> Sex toys with blood. Yeah, with blood was the opening act. Um, the uh, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, they did some kind of genetic test of it. Like the the viruses were genetically ninety eight percent similar. Uh, one of them was HIV positive to begin with. One was not, and then they both said they hadn't had partners in eighteen months or something like that. If you had in your body the cure for AIDS, yes, and cancer, yes, and it could cure the planet, my answer to this will be yes, no matter what it is. Before the hypothetical. Now give me the hypothetical, let's see. <laughs> give me the hypothetical. Yeah. Would you sacrifice yourself? Like dead? So they could use it. Yeah, I think That's so. That's the only way it could heal the world. I think I would. I think I, I like to think I would. Do you, you know what I would do? Anyone who would, you know how when, when someone's doing a lot for charity, most people are like, yeah, that's awesome. But there's always someone who's like, oh, I'm doing stuff for charity. Uh. We get, like, that's people you, get that's you. No, no, no. People get you. Know, I had the same thought acted. It's like, well, you just did a perfect impression of yourself. For example, uh, whatever, kid. Someone like Bono does a lot for charity, right? Right. Irritating. Rubbish, by the way. His red charity that he has? It's not real uh, charity, yeah. is it? He just makes None a ton of money. None of the money goes to charity. No, it goes to raising awareness. It goes to it's raising a, awareness, yeah. which yeah. is basically... Buying ads. Direct yeah, your innovation. So, so what, I'm sorry. Pro- like you haven't finished. Going. What I'm We're saying is, is that do you think anyone could hate you for that? Say you publicly said, "I have the cure for all these diseases. I'm going to sacrifice myself so they can be used." Do you think there'll be people who are like, Ugh. "Well, it's like a one-to-one <laughs> trade on an individual basis, right?" Like you're like, "Okay, well, you know, I found this out when I'm 18, 30. Okay, I'll you guys can sacrifice me at 30, and I'll cure all these diseases." But then you'd have people with cancer be like. Hey, I'm dying. It's like, yeah, me too. You know what yeah, I mean? It's I'm going like, to. I'm also going to die from you this. Gotta, you got to figure your last week. Like, like, you remember in Armageddon when they, before they go to the asteroid, they have that, that one day where they can just do whatever they want. Uh-huh. That would be like your last week of life. If you had the cure for AIDS and cancer in your body, you'd be like, I'm just going to do everything I can. And then it's ended on that last yeah. day. Yeah. You're going to move to Blowjob City. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You Nevada? wouldn't need to buy a house. You could just rent. <laughs> exactly. You could do whatever you want. No, to. Yeah, you say, I'll write you a check. Don't worry. About <laughs> that was, I heard some great, my, my two favorite financial plans that I've ever heard in my life was Gus's when we, when Red vs. <laughs> Blue first started to take off. I got a financial advisor in to talk to all the guys. They want him to do anything stupid. I like that you have to. You know all your friends so well. It's like, all right, before we pay out. Okay, morons. You're going to sit through this before I pay you. And one of the reasons why we moved to salaries, we used to just, you know, we'll go into it later. But uh, financial plan, Gus had the good – can I tell your financial plan? Sure. So the financial advisor sat down with Gus and and I had to talk to the financial advisor. I said, these guys are a little uh, – they're not going to take this really seriously. I go, but really talk to them because they're like – they should start like thinking about the future and stuff like that. They really should. And he's like, I talk to people like this all the time. I'm fine. He came out of the meeting with Gus and he was like (laughs) – a little pale and he was like – I said, what happened? He goes – well, I said to him, I said, Mr. Sorolla, I said, uh, what is your financial plan for the future? And he goes, to die at 40. <laughs> and the guy goes, okay, well, that's a funny answer. But, like, let's say, for whatever reason, let's say you don't die at 40 and you need to prepare for the future. What's your plan then? And Gus goes, shotgun. <laughs> you basically, Gus basically chased the financial advisor out of there. Jesus Christ. And then another guy I know who's, like, basically my mentor uh, he was he was 
basically anti-investors, like not investors, but like stock market and stuff like that. Cause he'd seen like people do really shady shit, I think. And, uh, the financial planner asked him, so what's your long-term financial plan? And he said, I would like to write a hot check for my funeral. <laughs> that is, the, that is nice. the perfect financial plan. That's awesome. Just I like, like that. I'm going to change my answer to that one. Burn everything, and then you write a bounce check for your own coffin, basically. <laughs> that's all, and, nice. and, and going back to those early days, I mean, that's the reason that we got – I would actually say – I was the reason we got healthcare in the first place at Rooster Teeth. Totally. I had been sick for like a year and a half, and I just wouldn't go to the doctor. You're like, Gus, what's wrong with like, I don't know. I'm just sick. I'm what dying. What about? What were you sick of? Uh, I just had real bad stomach problems. Stomach problems. And uh, he literally couldn't go through a meal. I was really worried about the guy. And then finally, you're like, Listen, we're gonna get health insurance. Just go to the doctor. I went. And it's like, Oh yeah, here, just take this pill. You'll be fine. So you were sick for a year, and you could have taken. I was sick a pill. for more than Dude, a year. I I'll tell you, he was wasn't. He's not the only time. one either. There, there are people in this company where I have gone and printed out and made appointments for them at doctors, and just go. They're gonna solve, and then their problem was solved. Dude, healthcare is the best. Like, yeah. like they. So the achievement are guys. I go to the dentist because I we pay for dentist, and you they give me the shit for it twice a month. But no, because I, I hadn't gone for like a decade, so I had to go and repair a ton of shit. But now I'm at a point where I go like every six months to get my teeth cleaned. I'm actually going in like two months to get like some old fillings repaired. Yeah, because I pay for it. Like, when was the last time you went to a dentist? Oh, we had this conversation in a Let's Play, probably like 2003 or something. Yeah, He's also exactly. British. Yeah, well, that's even worse. Look, I don't you should any, be going to this more than I do. I don't have any fillings. My teeth don't hurt. My wisdom teeth are the right way up. I, why would right I Right now they don't hurt. At some point, they're all you're just going to break. You're a young dude. At some point, you're going to hit 30, and all of a sudden, your mouth's going to fall By the apart. time I'm 30, I'll just buy a complete new You're going to get a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> the whole, uh, also, shotgun is my dentist. <laughs> also, go to the dentist at like 8 in the morning. Well, my dentist is on the other side of town, so I can't do that. You can't go at 8. Why Wake up at 7. <laughs> okay. I still, whatever. I'm going to get, yeah, I'll take care of it. I'll, I'll, I'll go to the dentist. <laughs> Don't worry about me. I'm going to go to the dentist. All you right. should go to the dentist. I'm not worried about, I'm not worried about you. You should go to the dentist. Okay. We, should, okay. we should have an achievement on a day off. I'll go to the dentist. Yeah, Why Gus, do we need Gus to take says, a day off? Let's go before work. <laughs> you need to take a day off. You know what? I will say this, though. It's work time. It is the problem with having work hours is that, like, everybody works at the same time. So, yeah, to go to the dentist. Uh, you think a dentist would clean up if they would just work from noon to nine? Yeah. Every, or work on weekends. Yeah. I'm a dentist open on the weekends. That'd be fantastic. And there's none. Yeah, as a dentist, take Monday and Tuesday off. Yeah, exactly. Fuck it. I just work Saturday and Sunday. Sunday dentist. I'm actually – I'm really surprised by how little – especially with the way the the idea of work has changed where people work at home. Like to somebody – someone said to you, I work at at home and I work there four days a week at my own home. You're like, okay, that seems like a totally normal thing. But if someone says, oh, I shifted my hours and uh, I work at the bank from 12 to 9, that's weirder. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like someone who offsets their hours or works weekends. That's like a much stranger thing. Yeah. Well, like, like, Austra- works like Australia, everything is open from 9 to 5, and that's it. So, like, if you work during the day, you can't go to the grocery store Dude, at night because it's shut down. When I moved to Texas, it was very much like that. There was that's mem- weird. There used to be a point in Texas when nothing was open on a Sunday. Yeah. Because it, it was it was just – that's the way it was. You There's still can't buy – Booze and stuff. Yeah, you can't on buy Sunday. liquor on Sundays. You can't buy wine. You have to wait till 12. noon to buy beer. I was, that, I was this past Sunday, Thrones, yesterday, so I was at the convenience store at 11.59, like... Yeah, I've been there. All right, here we go. <laughs> yeah. He, he, was, he was... It was 11.58, and he was like, I can't serve you that until 12. And we're just like, I'm just going to stand there. You know that, right? And he's like, yeah, so am I. And we just yeah. stood there for two minutes in yeah. silence. <laughs> I absolutely had that moment, except I waited outside because I didn't want him to see me. I was like, all right, I'm just going to sit in my car. <laughs> okay, now we go. Nice. I like I like the fact that here you can bank on a Sunday. 
can you? I mean, how the, many, uh, you got your phone. You can bank anytime. Oh, yeah, I guess you can do it on your phone, but I can't bank a check on my phone. Yeah, I can. Well, up to a certain amount. Up to a certain the, amount. Yeah. Well, I guess the, so. uh, the, the Fiesta by my house. You can only take up to five figures on a phone. Well, you so. know, the Fiesta by my house. It's, it's like 500 bucks. Yeah, oh, it's really? not much. Yeah, so okay. I think it's, yeah, it's some of that. But the Fiesta by my house has a bank in it that's open on Sunday. It's that's brilliant. the best. Yeah. The, the, that, the fucking line there gets goddamn crazy sometimes. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. Where yeah. it just like goes down the fucking grocery yeah. store forever. You're like, Jesus Christ, what it's the hell? Awesome, though. I'm happy it's open. Because I, I can never go to the... It's always shut by the time I get home from work on the weekdays. There's one like right over here in Slaughter, too. Oh, there is? Yeah. It's always fun watching like the last day of the month. If you go to HEB or something, you see the bill pay area. And it's always full of people like trying to get the bills in, like paid by the end of the month. Or so whatever. they actually go somewhere to pay bills. You can do that. You can pay like Time Warner at a local place. And if you don't want to mail it in, you can pay locally. If you don't have a computer. Yeah. Like, I think every single one of my bills now is on auto pay except for one. And it's, I don't understand why people would want to go somewhere or mail in a check. I haven't had a check in a decade. And it's like, oh, just write a check for it. It's like, I don't, those don't Man, exist. I had to, to me. write a check a couple months ago. Really? And I was like, because I had, when I had some work done on my driveway. The contractor wouldn't take a fucking credit card. Was it hard because of all the dust write, on your no, checkbook? I had, to fi- I had to find my checkbook. Yeah. I was like, you didn't want a check, huh? Um, geez, okay. Uh, wait here. You think yeah. it's a mail thing? Do you think that's like guys don't like to write checks? Jerry Seinfeld has a whole bit about it. It's really funny. It made a lot more sense back then, his bit. Like, yeah. now it's like, who the fuck takes a check? Nobody, nobody uses yeah. checks like, for anything if, at all. If I didn't right? get a check, I'd have to go get a cashier's check. I, I literally do not have checks. I've never written one in my life. you never written a check ever? <laughs> Seriously, you've never? Well, that's amazing to me. What would I write for? Who would, who would I pay? Anything. For, what, what, have you ever written a, a credit card Have you ever rented a, like, an apartment or anything? Do it online. No? Yeah? See, that, that was my thing. How do you pay your rent every month? I pay Jeff. You, uh, thank you. How do you pay him? <laughs> I pay him online, and I do the so money. So even a person that you know in person, you pay online. So do you like PayPal it to him or something? No, I just transfer it to his account. Yeah, my bank allows oh, okay. you to like, online, quick yeah, transfer you can person to people. Person, oh, yeah. that's cool. People don't seem to do that as much here. So do you, like, do you have the same bank, I'm guessing, so you can just transfer it that way? Or? I can do it to anybody. Really? Yeah. yeah you don't, people don't seem to understand that you can just... <laughs> Jack's working up to get money out of you. You can yeah. pay anyone that. in the world. <laughs> you, can pay yeah. you can pay anyone if you just have their account number. You want my account number? Or no, PayPal. No. <laughs> you, can, you can even do a PayPal. Yeah. Yeah, but I, then, I, I then pay- you end up paying PayPal. What, you no, can- if you do like uh, uh, like transferring money to your friend or whatever, it's, there's no fee on it. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. I, I, thought, that, I thought that was the case too. But, uh, someone- it seems weird to use another service when you can get your bank to pay their bank. Yeah. So why, why include a middleman? Well, I think that's the thing. Banks now do that before they want to do that. People, like, people are what weird. What is the point of a bank then? This is where people get great, the most- That's a great question, Gavin. People get the most stodgy, though, about this. Like, as recently as just a few years ago, I would use the ATM all the time. And I was with somebody, and we're talking, I got I to go deposit a check. And they said, it's like 9 at night. I said, I'm just going to deposit the ATM. And they go, I would never deposit the ATM. It's like, what's wrong with you? Why not? And it's like, I don't trust that. They, have to, they had to go into the bank to, like, deposit a check. Hmm. They would never do it. I knew a lot of people that wouldn't deposit well, an ATM. I, I remember that. And now, and now you at least have a little more sense of security because the ATM will print your fucking check on the receipt. Yeah, yeah. Or because it's a machine at a bank. That's another reason why it's <laughs> security. I mean, it's like it's fine. Yeah, you're, not a, you're not depositing a check in, like, a random ATM, like, in front of Peter Pan mini golf. Like, you're, you're doing it in an no, actual bank it, location. Like, when I see, like, the... the, the <laughs> Whenever I use the ATM where I can physically hear the dial tone and it dialing, uh, those little <laughs> shitty ATMs, they're also the ones that usually charge you like eight bucks for yeah, a transaction. Yeah, yeah. I'm always thinking, well, there goes that account. I'm literally <laughs> yeah. just like, fuck. Just I need write this, it off. I need this cash. I'm in some <laughs> shitty convenience store where I got to look at a dude through bulletproof glass that thick, and I'm using this ATM that looks like it has handles on the side so you can pick it up and walk <laughs> out with it. 
My favorite ATM was there was this uh, shitty little pub. You have a favorite ATM? This is my favorite. <laughs> this is my favorite. This shitty little uh, pub that was right across the street from our old office downtown. Remember Mike's, Mike's pub? Mike's wasn't, pub. wasn't shitty. It was awesome. Mike's pub was awesome. That good bug is that? It you, was you can, shitty. You would eat on a pool table. They put a, they put a piece shitty. of wood over it. No, that place was shitty. call the Austin Airport shitty. Mike's pub, I get to call it shitty. It's a greasy spoon, it like, was by in, definition. It was inside a parking garage. It was awesome. <laughs> it was in so the parking good. garage. Greasy spoon. It's a greasy chair, a greasy table. <laughs> it's greasy. <laughs> Do you know what? You want to know, you want to know a bit of trivia? Megan. Oh, yeah. You know it. Megan mm-hmm. worked there. Megan Castro, when we were at that thing. Really? Megan, who works for us, yeah. Was she the us. angry guy who would <laughs> throw food at you? No, but do you remember their ATM? Yeah. 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 So you go to use their ATM, which was right there next to They never took they could take credit cards or anything. They could only pay in cash. They had an ATM right there, and I was like, this ATM just, uh, I just told to give me 40 bucks, and it didn't do anything. And he goes, oh. He jumped over the counter. He grabs the front door of the ATM, opens it. There's a stack of cash. He pulls it out and goes tap, 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 and then puts it back in, and then it spits out my 40 bucks. The guy behind the counter could get into the ATM. <laughs> it was his ATM. It was like the weirdest so, thing ever. Does that mean but he wanted to take credit cards. It didn't belong to a bank then or what? No, it, it was just, like private. You can, you can have license. private ATM. I want one. It's like, <laughs> you know, if you're a business that only accepts cash in this day and age, you're totally embezzling money, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you're totally cooking the books. Oh, you mean they're not reporting because they're getting cash. Right. Yeah, they're just right. like underreporting, not paying proper sales tax. Fucking. Do you not think a paying guy that uses whores a lot would have an ATM in his bedroom? A guy. <laughs> so the whores come to his house. What? A guy who does what? That wouldn't make sense. No, because he's taking out his own money. They're making deposits, dude. I got a. Uh, I got a credit card the other day. I was blown away. It has the chip on it. See that? Ooh. That's the future. I read that. that uh, is, just don't hold your credit card in, up. In light, he's, he's covering it, it pretty well. In light of the the Target security breach, that they're finally going to start rolling out chip and pin in this country. Really? I'm so happy about it. I'm sick of, I think within the next four years, they want to have just in time for me to get my coin. Yeah. They're going to roll that chip and pin. It won't be, won't be valid anymore. So charging awesome. stations that are around Austin um, for electric cars, where you can a lot of them have free places where you can just go charge your car for free. It's, it's badass. But you still have to like have a card that you swipe to open it to activate the thing. You can't just, like, unplug it and go. You got to swipe your card, even though it doesn't charge you. But the first time I went to use it, um, it wasn't, like, I was waving my card and swiping it. And I was like, there's no, like, Stripe thing here. So I called the number on the front. And they said, oh, you have to have an RFID credit card, and it'll pick it up and swipe it, and it'll open the thing up. And I said, nobody has those. And he goes, lots of people have them. I go, how many calls do you get? He goes, we get calls. I go, nobody has those. He goes, People have. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's like, no, I guarantee nobody has it. So I had to get a card from the company so I didn't have to go through it. He could unlock it, like, from his location, wherever he was, and he could do it. God, I love mm. the future. I'm jealous of your car, dude. I see your car every day. You want, you so... want to talk about a fringe benefit of that car? What's that? The, the other day, I went to South by Southwest Gaming. We had a panel, and I was late for it by, like, I had a really great story, and it's going to be borderline racist, but it's funny. Um, so uh, I was going to go park in the parking garage, and it said parking lot full. And that's a, at the convention center, at the, at the expo center. That's a huge yeah. multi-level parking lot. I was like, God damn it. And if you can't park there, I know I can't park anywhere else in South by Southwest downtown. I'm fucked. So I said to the guy, where can I park? He goes, you can't park anywhere. So well, I'm late for a panel. Where do I go? He goes, well, why don't you try the uh, exhibition parking lot, the loading dock? And I thought, okay, we're an exhibitor here. We have a booth. I'll try that. So I pull in. The story's going somewhere. Even though the white guy's telling it, I'm not racist. Which means I'm about oh to tell God. a racist story. Oh, about to be God. a racist. Say something racist. Which is a middle-aged, larger black lady is the security guard there. And she goes out. She comes out. Super nice. She goes, can I help you? 
And I said, yeah, I said, I got to get into this exhibition. I saw these loading vans for where they load all the booths out to put them in the convention hall. I said, I got to get in there. Uh, I said, I got to get in the panel. So can I park in here? She goes, oh, no, no. She goes, you can't park in here. She goes, this is only for uh, delivery vehicles. And I said, I said, well, I'm an exhibitor and I have a booth. So can I park there? She goes, I don't know. She goes, I don't know. I don't think so. And she go, I go, I go, is there anything you can do? Please, please, please. And she goes, well, let me call. Uh, what is your booth number? And I said, I, and she's turning away from me and she's walking back to the little hut, the little security hut. And I said, well, I don't know my booth number, uh, but my company is Rooster Teeth if it helps. And she stops. She goes, that does help. I love Rooster Teeth. <laughs> I would never expect in a million years that this lady would be a Rooster Teeth fan. It was like huh. the weirdest thing of all. She didn't get me a fucking parking space though. So, <laughs> I got fucked. But this, where I was going with this story was that I got You're to go, Okay. I finally got to go into the parking garage and the parking lot. The parking garage is entirely filled, entirely filled with like probably 900 cars, except for the two spaces right in front, which for electric vehicles only. Nice. So now I've realized everywhere I go, I can park in electric vehicles only. It's nice. the benefit to having one in Texas where nobody has Where and, and every time I saw him up until like three months ago, I was like, fucking jackass. <laughs> <laughs> now you're the jackass. I had to admit too, I got out of my car and there was, there was a Prius in the other spot. And I said, that's not an electric car. <laughs> there, there are electric Priuses. <laughs> but it wasn't one of them. Oh, okay. So they're they're smart Prius. Did, did they have the actual charge station there too? Like yeah, they use? have a charge station. That's, I think the Austin, Austin Energy uses that lot, so that makes sense. Yeah. We have two things in Austin. Austin prides itself on being a progressive state or progressive city, even though they have racist citizens like me telling stories like that. Um, they, uh, and so they, when they have a new construction, we have to have electric spots and we have to have – we have a service in Austin called Car2Go, which is car sharing. Like the Dan's Hamburgers that just rebuilt at Manchac. They have a letter up on their wall. Have you been there? Yeah. I, I, I read the letter. I haven't been there yet. Yeah, but. it talks about how shitty it was to rebuild in Austin and what a nightmare they made yeah. it. Because initially they were going to be a rebuild, which is they were going to leave two walls up. And yeah. so they wouldn't. Ha- they would basically be grandfathered in with the stuff they had. And then they found asbestos in those <laughs> the walls. The two walls they left up were filled with <laughs> <laughs> asbestos. They did knock them all down, which is basically a complete rebuild. So they were, now, dead. they were like open up to all the new regulations and stuff. And so – So if – if they're re- renovating an old restaurant and they find it's filled with asbestos, don't they hit the fucking tell people that, oh, the restaurant that's been here for 30 years is filled with asbestos? No, it's fine as long as it's not stirred up and disturbed. That's easy for you to say. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I would want to know. I would want to know. Well, you know. They just like, told you. That's the kind of we stuff that you. does cause lung cancer. Yeah, I mean, well, they, did, they didn't know, and now they know. And they're like, oops. Yeah, but and I now like, you know. I, I know problem? because Dan's hammers is problem? complaining about it. Everyone knows. They were complaining about their renovation. So they were they were pissed they lost two spots in their parking lot. Yeah. To, so it's uh, like the it's like the cancer of buildings. What it's is always that? there. It's always there. As the lead paint. Yeah. It's gotta fight it. I had yeah. a house in Illinois for a little while, and that's like the first thing they told me. <laughs> it had termites and it has asbestos. I was like, Great. Great. What yeah. else does it add? When, when I rented my room in Los Angeles, the woman was like, Oh yeah, there's a little mold around the window. Don't worry about that. We're gonna take care of it in yeah. effort. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, so yeah, it's mold. Don't worry don't about people it. People die of mold, probably. Yeah. Mo- yeah. Most houses it's, that are built on burial grounds what, do have holes. <laughs> no big deal. When you, Don't when you worry live about it. in a shitty apartment in Los Angeles, you just have to expect something like when? that. Well, if you go out there, you're going to end up living in a shitty place when you're you know, first getting your feet. So it happens. Do you know anybody who lives in New York City? Yeah. Yes. Just kidding. And you go, have you been to visit them? I've slept on his couch. The, you slept I've on never couch, been yeah. ever to a nice place in New York City, city like proper Manhattan. I'm convinced they don't exist. <laughs> yeah, he, just, he, he was on the outskirts. He was in one of the, the outer boroughs. And uh, it, was, it was a decent place, though. But, like, all the windows are, like, trapezoids. Like, the whole thing is just, like, 
I'm still waiting for New York to just like fall down. The buildings to just go like straight down. Like they've just dug under the island so much with subways and everything else. And it's a coastal city. It's like right. Yeah. You don't think of it as a coastal city, but it's right there. It's yeah. on the ocean. Well, that's why, like, like when the wave comes, that's the first city they always see in the movies. Like it's hit the day after <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, you see the Statue of Liberty just get flooded, and then it's done. I saw it's a really gone. cool picture of the Statue of Liberty. I saw like a whole list of cool historical pictures. And there's a picture of just the face of the Statue of Liberty, and a bunch of people stood next to it. Oh, was it like were, in France when they were working on it? It was while they were unpacking it. Oh, yeah, right, cool. it's pretty cool. That thing's huge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Huge I feel like I feel like playing you guys. So it's probably one of the proudest statements I'll make in my life. But my Son wanted to watch the other night. We were watching a movie night. He wanted to watch 2001 A Space Odyssey nice. because Neil Tyson and Carl Sagan's widow told him he should watch it. So we went <laughs> home and watched it. Wow. Did he sit through the whole thing? And I recorded his summary of what was 2001 about, and it was Whoa. like him explaining the whole movie. And, and I'll play it, the, uh, we'll play it next week or I'll post it online. Starts wow. with the, the apes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it goes then, all the way from yeah. the apes all the way to through space, to the end. And then the weird music video thing that happens at the end. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what was the most perplexing to him? And this goes to show the difference. He had no idea what an intermission was. And the intermission is still in the movie. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh. he was just like, what is Why this? Why is that in still? I don't know. I guess to preserve the sanctity of a yeah. classic. Speaking of, uh, of evolution, watching the video you posted about the Minecraft server... How you threw it over to creative mode and watching like pure uh, just chaos happen within four minutes or whatever. That was pretty damn funny. Yeah. 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 You know, I'm kind of like testing stuff on that Minecraft server all the time. And people hated the PVP and the fact that when they died, they were banned for good. You're social engineering a group of people, aren't you? Well, they, they now they know <laughs> that like that's a way to like now it's like when we have creative mode, that was nightmare. That was like everything got destroyed instantaneously. Like literally that server was up for well, five minutes. I, I jumped in there with you once and you gave me mod status. And so I just jumped in there and I ended up blowing up a bunch of people by accident. Because I didn't know what I was doing and I was dropping creepers on people by accident. They, we, were, they would hit and explode We told this story people. on the podcast. Your quote was, I accidentally dropped creepers 15 times. <laughs> yeah. Basically. I did it a couple times and I was, I was literally saying, get away from me. I might kill you. And then I was flying around just like dropping, dropping stuff. Dropping creepers from the sky. <laughs> it it's fun. like the worst superhero. Like you're trying to learn to control your powers. Like, just fucking killing everyone. I don't like, no. know what I'm doing. Wow. A bunch of people on Twitter are upset that we said that New York City might not be the best city in the world. I'm, I'm, re- I'm really sorry. We forgot for a moment that New York City is the center of the universe I, and is the best city in the world. I so. will say the public transportation in New York City, after living in Austin, I'm so jealous of public transportation in New York City. It is because More it's li- the best city in the world. <laughs> All right, we got to wrap up. We're going long. Do you ever want to go to like Boston for St. Patrick's Day? Yes. No. God, no. I would like Whoa, to do what's that up once. with that? What's up? Are the shots like all fucked up? Did you look at it? What? Oh yeah, look, it's crooked. It's crooked and it like doesn't. Oh have man, the, I think the camera might be drunk. We're fine. The, the camera the got camera drunk for St. Patrick's a little Day. While we've been sitting here. All right, we got to wrap up. We got to go. Did all you right, test Happy St. Patrick's Day. So the cameras had a little too much fun on St. Patrick's Day. Go get some green we're gonna, beer. Uh, we're gonna cut out. I want to thank you for wearing green. Yeah. And you. All right. Thanks You're for welcome. watching, everyone. We'll be back on oh, Wednesday with an episode God. of the Patch and Drink next Monday with another episode of RT Podcast. Bye, everybody. Watch the No. It's new. Oh, yeah. Watch the No.